0: your skin. I want your mouth. I want your eyes.
1: You project all these qualities onto me. You don't know me. This is what happens between...
2: If I had a nickel for every time, I think I'd do something stupid. Then I'd have a shits
1: on the nickels. That shit was stupid. i run it back, take it back, hold it back, take it back, run it back, run it back, run it back. Run it back, run it back. I'ma kill the fucker.
0: Welcome to Do the Right Film. My name is Thomas. Um, I'm I'm
2: your boy named Steve. I'm your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, Harvey. Wow,
0: <coughs> nice. You're the you're the next Spider-Man. Huh? Mm-hmm. It's been
1: announced. That's it MCU. Here we come. We have a black
2: Spider-Man. Finally, finally, black they... middle-aged. What? Well, I'm not middle-aged <laughs> but I I am probably too old for Spider-Man. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: Go easy on yourself, man.
1: <laughs> age, we all perked up. we were
0: like, what? All right, well, uh, welcome back to another episode. Uh, we're coming at you this week with a review of the annual John Wick movie. Just kidding. I mean, we started our podcast on John Wick, so it's a special episode for us.
1: When I first moved to New York, uh, the first week I was here, that's when John Wick came out.
0: That's funny, because the first week I moved here, John Wick 2 came out. It's very weird. Who moved here today? Harvey? <laughs> did any
1: John Wick occurrences happen around like, you know, around this time? Or nothing? Nothing important?
2: I don't think so. Uh, when the first one came out, I was still in Florida, but um, I was very excited
0: for that one. Nice, nice. It.
1: I've seen all these, in, all three in theaters, so it's pretty, it's pretty great.
0: I've not seen the first one in theater, but I did see the last two. But yeah, John Wick Chapter Three: Parabellum this week. Sergeant I finally
1: Keanu figured Reeves. out what that means what that means. Well,
0: it's revealed. It's revealed in the uh, the movie.
1: And when it happens,
0: I did the the biggest
1: like, oh! <laughs> dude, that reminds me. Um,
0: I gotta show you guys a video. This is off topic, but there's this like, there's this guy. He's like from North Carolina, the thickest fucking North Carolina accent. This really hood black dude with fucking tattoos all over his like face and you know, neck and shit. And he reacts to stuff online. He had never heard Freebird before. and like He's like, Yo, Litter's going off right now. And they're like, And I'm as free as... And he's like, Oh, that's where they got the title from. <laughs> 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 he was flipping out. I love that shit. Alright, so uh, our topic this week is going to be... Uh, we're going to be talking about martial arts. Uh, are they returning into the action cinema world? Or is it something more of the past? We don't see... A lot of uh, martial arts anymore. I feel like a lot of action movies are reliant on uh, CGI these days. And I mean, you don't see a ton of choreography out there. So we'll be discussing that. And maybe uh, talking about some of our favorite classic films that uh, have martial our f- arts. Our
1: favorite Gunkata moments.
0: I don't know if I know any other Gunkata movies. Matrix. Um, <laughs> the entire series. I guess. <laughs> I don't really. It doesn't feel the same. But I guess. anyways, uh, yeah. That's going to be our week this week. Make sure to uh, follow us on iTunes and Spotify and check out our YouTube channel. I believe we're uh, gearing up for another video to release at the end of the month, so look out for that. Steve, how was your week, man? It's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. I've been vibing hard. Vibing? Some
1: good good vibes uh, all around. Working a lot. Worked on this cool project yesterday uh, at this really sweet location. There's a train. There's some fields. The moon was beautiful.
0: Wow. Did you guys see the moon? Yeah. Uh, I was, no, I did not. I just I saw shrouded that. by buildings. I was on a rooftop bar last night, too. Just wait, what? Yeah. You went on a bar without me? Yeah, a friend, my, like, best just wait, friend. That's you have friends? Yeah, yeah. Like outside of us? Yeah. Oh, it's bullshit. I believe she uh, listened to the podcast before, too, so I should give her a shout out. Aaliyah. Oh, Thanks that's for listening. It's good did- seeing you last night. This is weird. Yeah, this is really weird. Uh, yeah, <laughs> what, else, what else did <laughs> you do?
1: What else did you do? Uh, well, yeah, it was just honestly this whole week. I went up to New Hampshire to shoot uh we're, we're working on this new series right now. It's pretty exciting. Can't we really talk all much the way about it. New Hampshire? Yeah, went all the way to New Hampshire for Did like three st- days. You? I was gone for like three days. Oh, week. that
0: was when you went to Manchester.
1: Yeah, I went to oh. Manchester. New, new, uh, yeah. and then I went to Boston and realized that fucking... The city doesn't suck, but the fucking airport does. It's a fucking... It's the tr- worst airport, airport ever. I've been stuck there like eight. three times. Dude, I don't... I don't hate do- it. It was Never like, I, I left and I was like, when I finally got out, I, I put on this, 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 this small artist back from like the 70s, I think, or some shit like that. His name was Bruce Springsteen. I put, yeah. on a, I put on Thunder Road. And it was, actually, it was actually a perfect moment because right when I got out the city, I put on that album. It was like the most like weirdest awakening. I was like driving. I was just like, man, this is actually kind of perfect. Now you see Open road. Feel. You so get I mean, it now. You get it. I don't it. get it, but you know, I I ha- understood the moment. I there was a spark. That means I you guess get because, it. I don't know, it was a spark. I don't know if I'm a fan yet. I'm not going
2: to rock the t-shirt. Uh, what do you think of New Hampshire though? Cuz I quite like New Hampshire a lot.
1: Uh, it was a very beautiful town, I think. I think I want to go back up there and maybe do some photography. Mm-hmm. Just because there's a lot Dude, it's just like it's just the houses there right. and like the town's just very beautiful and quaint. So I like I'm very interested in going back, but fuck, man, that 5-hour drive. I was driving by myself. That is brutal. I almost fell asleep twice, guys.
0: Why'd you go to the airport?
1: Because I had to drop off one of our shooters to go to Chicago. Oh, I was like, they're like, did you drive or I was why? talking to one of the producers. He's like, he's like, I told him he's like, yeah, I'm leaving early tomorrow. He's like, how early? I'm like, I don't know, maybe five or something. Because I, I didn't want to want to beat the traffic. And he's like, do you want to wake up earlier to drop him off at the airport? I was like, I mean, I guess. Brutal. <laughs> uh, so that that was that's why I was like stuck at the airport and fucking hating life. Don't go to. If you have to fly in, don't fly uh, to Boston. Boston Logan, is yep. not good. Not good experience. That's my review. I give Boston Logan Airport a two out two a two out of five. <laughs> it's pretty high. I like I like two. That's pretty high. No, I mean it's, I it's still it's still fucking it's still, one. First of all, it's still a functioning airport. Like, yeah, it, like the like pretty bad. But the thing is like. Planes still come in and out, so I still have to give it a star for that. And then, like, it could have been worse. I'm
0: so cheap, though. I, I always end up at LaGuardia because it always ends up saving. My I pay money. no. I pay the extra to go to JFK. I'll always pay the extra. I, there's just something embedded in my DNA to not spend extra on for, for convenience
1: sake. JFK. All right, let's stop talking about New York
2: airports. Harvey, how was your week? Um, my week was okay. Um, Any airports? No airports in my week. Orlando, good airport. Orlando yeah. does have a very good Actually, you know, that's a great we, point. This <laughs> shit's efficient. pretty fucking It's like really official. Yeah, it looks like a, lot a city of in airports Star Wars. It great, actually. Uh, Tampa Airport's really good. Tampa the airport's Williams good. good. Is decent, too.
1: Uh, Miami Airport's really good. Yeah. I was like, I'll get in and out of there super strip quick. Strip clubs and fly. airports are what they do better <laughs> yeah. down there. Florida the apparently has like all their resources went into that. Like All their like manpower and brainpower is just like, you know, let's get this shit right. Yeah, and, bar- and
0: barbecue, <laughs> too. <laughs> and bar- barbecue. Orlando needs to be good, though. You know, people, So many people fly into that. And yeah. then
1: after that, they were like, yeah, everything else needs to go by the wayside. Well, Harvey, you didn't go to any airports. What did
2: you do? I watched uh, quite a bit of movies, actually. I had a lot of free time. Ooh. I'm uh, still unemployed. Wow. Um, <laughs> so I've been watching things. Um, Spent a lot of time outside, which is nice. It's um, nice. Yeah, it's it's nice to kind of explore the city. I guess when you uh, when you live here for a while, you sort of get jaded and you forget that it's uh, New York City and there's so much to see. So I've been uh, trying to soak it in. I guess I've been going to museums. I have. I went to the Japan Society yesterday. Actually, I had I don't a know. feeling it seems
0: like something. Oh, you like. went. You went. Twice now,
2: right? Yeah, twice in the past few months. Um yeah, the last time I went there was a different uh, exhibition in the gallery. This time there was a pretty crazy one. Um I forget the artist's name, but he was uh very into like parapsychology and he had um some very interesting work. Um hmm. but uh yeah, other than that I've just been exploring the city, I suppose. Been on a few interviews, just uh living my best life.
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing about living in the the city is, like, if you work Monday to Friday, essentially, you have the weekend, but, like, everything's crowded on the weekend. So, like, the ability to take, like, a Monday or a Tuesday, to, like, take a breath and go do something outside, it's, like, night and day difference from the weekend.
2: Yeah, that's a big part of it as well. Um I'm always, I was always working during the day and when I get off you definitely don't want to spend more time in the city I would want to go home
0: yeah especially in the summer and the trains are hot you're just yeah, praying for air conditioning yeah which it's tell you what man it's getting pretty hot right now summer is just yeah, I've been sweating a bit yeah I was gonna go camping next weekend but like after the next weekend yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> no I was
2: I think we can go
1: I was very hot yesterday out in the fields we for, go to
2: New Hampshire though it was pretty rough I I say New Hampshire's very cool even in the Right. Even at this
0: time.
1: Yeah, man. I thought I wasn't going to like New Hampshire, but it's the only problem I have with it is that like everything closes at 10 o'clock. Yeah. It's
0: literally all of America except large yeah. cities.
1: Oh, is that a thing?
0: Yeah. Oh. Port St. Lucie, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, solid week for me, I guess. Solid. Cool. My week was pretty good, too. Um, I was actually supposed to do a double camp in a row. I was going to camp this weekend and camp next weekend. And then I just like started dragging on some of the supplies and... and it was one of those things where you just wake up and you just feel lazy and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna have a day in the, the city just to chill and then I'll go next weekend. Of course it's saying it's gonna rain possibly next weekend, but in this weekend would have been perfect. But I fucked that up. So uh what I did uh was did some working over the week and then played some video games, uh, Final Fantasy. I'm still chipping away at those games. That doesn't sound nearly as cool. Uh, you're right, but yesterday was fun because um I uh I decided to go to the Big Reuse, which is a very cool place in Brooklyn where they sell repurposed everything, like anything from giant pieces of furniture to clothes to DVDs, books. And I bought myself a new pantry. It's skinny, it's slim, it makes my living room feel bigger because my old standing pantry used to infringe on the living room. You threw that out? Oh no, I put it in my closet to put camera gear in, so works out, man. Um, and then uh, we bought a plant, and now we have a nice money tree. Don't you tree. have enough children? Yeah, I like the idea of. I, I, I'm sure I'm not going to feel a difference, but I feel like it will cleanse the air. I mean, I've been thinking about getting a plant myself. So this that's one's something. cool. It's like three feet, four feet tall, and it's a money tree. And the the they're intertwined. Like the the trunk is like a braid. It looks like a braid.
2: Gotcha.
1: I have to go over there and give it. An it's nice. It's, it's an Asian Check tree.
0: It it's nice. It's very easy to take care of. So, yeah, I like having that the, the greenery in there. It feels good. I just want to rub my face in it sometimes. and feel like I'm in the jungle. <laughs> what if your cats pee in there? <laughs> uh, my cats are very particular. They don't pee. They've never, ever peed anywhere but a litter box. Mm-hmm. All right. But, yeah, that's that's my week. Here we are. I uh, went to a rooftop bar to see an old friend. I already mentioned that. And then showed them around the East Village a little bit, a.k.a. we went to Barcade and got pizza. Thanks for Thanks. the invite. TFTR. Yeah, it was a spur of the moment, I was walking down St. Mark's. So I'm like, I don't know where to go right now. Uh, There's plenty of Asian stuff, but they live in Hawaii. And I was like, eh, I'm sure they get enough Asian shit. What? <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if we we're going to do something, I don't, I don't think they wanted to do that.
1: Well, you know, next time, you know, uh, me and Harvey are usually free. Sometimes, you know, you could, I'm free all the time. Actually, yeah, he's free all Look, the time. Man,
0: I met up with her and her family for her sister's graduation on a rooftop bar. I'm good with families. <laughs> yeah, I mean, same. And very out of the way too. Is way on like the west side of Chelsea. Didn't you just hear Harvey? I was he has in a Chelsea. lot of yeah. He has a lot yesterday. of free time, man. <laughs> all right, fuck. All right, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. It's cool. Next time, just remember. I mean, this happens once every nine months, so I'll forget. All right, <laughs> that's it for me, man. Let's uh, let's go ahead and jump into some some movies. I believe Harvey. Uh, damn, he lost the game again. Like a like a real trooper here. Um, I think I've lost like two out of last four. If I win again, I'm giving my win away. I can't. I can't handle the guilt. It's like it's like my white guilt a little bit with winning. I just can't do it. It's time for me to step down and let other voices be heard. <laughs> so, Harvey, you watched a movie or six?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you you gave me Patty, Cates. Patty, Patty Cakes. Patty Cakes. That's one of the movies I watched. P B and
0: and
2: J. Patty Cakes was directed by Jeremy Jasper. It came out in 2017. I remember a bit of buzz about this movie, but um. I don't know. I didn't feel uh, particularly swayed either way, and I ended up not really checking it out because of, uh, I think there was just a lot of good stuff out at the time. Yeah. Um, it's about a, a young woman that lives in New Jersey. Her name is uh, Patricia Dombrowski, Dombrowski, a.k.a. Killer P, a.k.a. Patty Cakes, a.k.a. Dumbo by some people that don't really like her that much. <laughs> She's an aspiring rapper um, fighting through a world of strip malls and strip clubs on an unlikely quest for glory. Um yeah, so Danielle lives in a very small town. I'm not really sure if we really ever find out where, but um, I know they make references to Newark often. Yeah. So I'm guessing it's a city relatively close Probably to Newark. It's an offshoot of Newark, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a very blue-collar town. She is an aspiring rapper, which is very unlikely because she is a very overweight white girl. Um. <laughs> she works in uh, a bar as a bartender and uh she only the only family she really has is her mom who's played by uh, Bridget Everett which I did not know and um her grandma is uh, is also in the household uh she's just known as Nana and she's played by uh, Kathy Moriarty which um I haven't seen in a long time and um, i actually quite like her she was in um I can't really remember what she was in but uh Anyway, this is a. Uh, it's it's difficult to explain. It's not. It's like a, <laughs> it's a very stylized tale of a aspiring rapper in the form and shape of an overweight white girl, and she is um, sort of held back by her town. She's held back by this very um, single-minded, somewhat oppressive uh, community she lives in new jersey and there is also a bit of a um a bit of a springsteen vibe to this i think springsteen has actually played a bit right yes i remember that
0: i can't remember which song but it's coming back to me a little bit
2: yeah i can't remember which song either but that 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 mentality and that um atmosphere is definitely there she definitely feels oppressed and um somewhat um uncomfortable with her surroundings she believes that she's better than better and more important than than where she is from um because they're obviously all very um single-minded people that are very stuck in their own ways and very um ignorant to other cultures and other ways of thinking and she believes that there's so much more to life than that and she believes that she can achieve achieve uh success through through rapping and, um, she's actually quite good. I think that I was somewhat apprehensive in the first act cause the raps weren't very impressive to me, weren't very impressive initially, but, uh, I think some of the songs actually are actually pretty good. Um, as, as we get going. Um, but yeah, anyway, she's like navigating this, uh, very close minded town with her best friend, uh, Jerry, I believe he's, I'm not sure if he's middle Eastern or if he's Indian. I think he may be middle Eastern. Um,
0: I thought I thought he might be Indian, but Yeah. Not important.
2: Yeah, he could be he could be Indian. Um but yeah. They they are both outsiders in this community. Her because she's an overweight white girl that raps and him because he is brown, basically. And uh they're very much in the rap music and then trying to become rappers. Um after meeting a another guy, I think his name is Bastard. <laughs> uh he just goes by B. But he's a um he's a black dude that is very very strange he calls himself a uh, he calls himself bastard the Antichrist and he wears like a white uh contact lens in one eye and he has a bunch of piercings all over his face and he creates this very um i'm not really sure how to even explain the the music it's it's somewhat uh just noise yeah it's 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 noise for the most part um sort of trip hop in in design i guess but it's also i don't know a little bit of metal to it yeah there's a little bit of metal a little bit of like scream core um i suppose um but he, th- they meet him and he uh reluctantly starts producing music for them and they create some pretty cool stuff i think that this movie is very endearing it's um it's a heartwarming story it's not too um i was expecting to be very bummed out but it's actually a fairly heartwarming story and, and endearing and um quite an interesting um story about an unlikely character in a a fairly um hostile or um um yeah just unencouraging environment and um in spite of her surroundings she makes a she makes a pretty good life for herself i think and she makes some very like-minded and cool people and t- together they 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 really help each other out in in a time where they um they all need a friend need someone special and um they make some pretty good music in the process and um I really like the 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 themes of family um that this movie presents uh danielle has a, a very i suppose um um depressing family life uh, Her father i'm not sure if he isn't around and he's dead or if he's just not around, but he's not around. And, uh, the only real person she has at home is, is, is her grandma. And, um, her mom is also chasing dreams of, of, uh, past glory. Um, and, and, and she seems at odds with her daughter often over her own ambitions. And, uh, that, that, that produces, uh, this very love, hate and toxic relationship. And, um, yeah, and it, it, you definitely feel for her uh, throughout the movie and it it's very rewarding when she finally finds some semblance of happiness and um and family in, in in her friends um I think that uh I think that it's a smart funny, and endearing little movie um I would think I would give it a three and a half out of five um
0: that's honestly what I gave it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's
2: it's fun. It was styled in a, in a way that I didn't expect, but not necessarily. Did you that think I it was hated. gonna be
0: the white Precious or
2: something? I thought more so white. Uh, eight mile. Okay, um, like more. Yeah, like but this is this is different. It's it's a lot funnier than eight mile. It's stylized. Uh, in a really interesting in interesting way.
0: More self-aware. Yeah.
2: yeah, it is definitely self-aware, and it pokes fun at itself and the idea of this character. And, and um, I think that um, it's more fun than A Mile, for sure. Um,
0: yeah. I think that it was a nice little movie. And the soundtrack's fun to go back to every now and then.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I did really enjoy some of the, some of the, uh, songs. And it was interesting to find out later that she's actually Australian and I didn't pick up on that at all in her accent. I thought it was pretty Yeah, She
0: sounded pretty fucking New Jersey white trash.
2: Yeah, she, she did. And, uh, her rapping was actually impressive to be able to rap also while maintaining that, um, that accent. And like she could actually kind of rap too, which was impressive. Um, so overall her performance was great. was great, especially after finding that out. Yeah. Um, I was expecting, like, the character to be, like, straight from, like, New Jersey and possibly also a rapper in real life, but,
0: um... Yeah, I saw her on, like, a new Netflix movie, too. She's, yeah? Yeah, she's just an actor. She's not a not a New Jersey uh, rapper. I really like the scene with, a uh, when they're parked by the water and they do that little song together, her and her friend, the Indian guy.
2: Yeah. That is a good, that is a good, good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, do y- y'all want me to keep going, or do y'all want to... Talk some.
0: Uh you could you could probably keep going. Right? You, okay. Uh,
2: scare uh, no, I watched me, uh me and Tom both just get up and come back later <laughs> <It's like yeah. laughs> ten movies later. Harvey's waxing. Uh, I watched a movie called High Life as well. Oh shit. Um
0: Yeah, this is one this is a movie.
2: Yeah, it is a movie. It's directed by Claire Dennis. Um I believe this is their first English uh English speaking movie or English language movie, I believe. Um, Monte and his baby daughter are the last survivors of a damned and dangerous mission to the outer reaches of the solar system. They must now rely on each other to survive as they hurdle toward the oblivion of, oblivion of a black hole. It stars Robert Pattinson, uh, Juliet Pinoch, Andre 3000, uh, Mia Goth. Um, you just laugh at Andre 3000? He's credited in this. As, I mean, I was trying to put some, yeah, but I wanted to, yeah. Cause I think it's very it's great and, well, he doesn't go by his like real name well yeah he is he is actually but oh. I said Andre oh he's, that's he's, okay that's what threw me off that's fine oh, he's credited like as Andre Benjamin his real name but oh. I, I said Andre <laughs> 3000 because I I wanted to make sure there was no mistaking who this is um, yeah it's directed and written by Claire Dennis um, first English language movie I believe from her um, Monte is played by Robert Pattinson Robert Pattinson uh, is just great he plays Monte Monte is a is a inmate he's actually serving a life sentence in prison all of the all the crew of this uh, interstellar mission are inmates they're prisoners Um, you soon find out that uh, an organization a, a space organization that we assume is probably NASA some sort of space agency is conducting an experiment and they're sending inmates, prisoners, into space uh for a a uh, for a long term mission. Um you don't really get the details behind the mission, but they're uh essentially trying to explore explore the like the outer reaches of our solar system and maybe beyond. Um, and they're
0: disposable because they're
2: because they're prisoners. Prisoners, right. Um
0: Pretty good idea.
2: Yeah, I think. uh, (laughs) Just kidding. I don't think it's a spoiler, but um, because it's within a trailer, I believe, and it's also in one of the uh, synopses that I read. Um, This story is told in a. um, It's told out of order. We initially get uh, just, just scenes with Robert Pattinson and his his very young daughter. She's a baby, and they're the only two on on the uh, spacecraft at this point and the, and he's taking care of her while also trying to maintain the ship and man, maintain, uh, I suppose, their their way of life. It's very difficult to do it all by himself while also taking care of a daughter, but he does it, and uh, he does it with uh, a great degree of uh, resolve and, and diligence. And later, as the story um, progresses, we sort of get glimpses into the past and what happened to these other characters, all of these other inmates. I think it's no mistake or no uh, surprise that sending prisoners, v- possibly some violent, in into uh, space with no sort of supervision or or, or countermeasures is probably not going to end very well. So we find out what happened. What happens to all of the other inmates through flashbacks into the uh, into earlier into the mission. Um. There's a lot to. There's a lot I think that can be said about this movie it uh It obviously explores like the idea of like disposable people, and I think it definitely functions as like an allegory for like the mod- modern pr- prison system and and what the effects are are on uh like a long term like in a long- term uh situation um and then you it definitely touches on the idea of uh inequality as well in terms of um who we deem as less than based on um based on their their mental capacity and their mental um health some of these characters are definitely emotionally disturbed and possibly prison wasn't the best option for them but nonetheless they're they're in prison and then at this point they're on a fucking spacecraft hurtling through the galaxy and you kind of question why why would they why would they be there why would they this agency deem them fit to even be on a space mission and why would they be in prison in the first place there's a lot of of questioning that i think that uh that you um that you go through while watching this movie and i think it questions a lot about the political and societal um things that we sort of Except, um but nonetheless i think it's um i think it's a beautiful movie it um it has so much detail in the not only within the characters but within like the environment and and how the characters interact with the environment and you sort of get a, a deeper understanding of the characters and, and the society that that banished or marginalized these characters. The, pri- the, the spacecraft looks like a prison. It, um, it's very cheap and it's very, um, sterile. There's bars on some of the, some of the rooms to keep the, uh, crew confined at times. Um, and they're all on drugs the entire time. There's constantly being doped up by the doctor played by, uh, Julia Pinoche. And even herself, she's like quite unstable. And it's like, uh, almost like the blind leading the blind at that point. She's a prisoner herself, but she is in charge of taking care of these other people and maintaining their, um, maintaining their health. And it's, it's just not a good idea, which, um, I think sort of reflects on a lot of, um, a lot of the environments that prisoners actually live in, 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 uh, in actual prisons. Um, I don't know. There's so much more that can be said, I think, for this. It's a very, um, it's a very complex movie and it deals with uh, things that are probably too smart for too smart for me. Um, Like the, the idea of their journey and where, and where they're eventually going to end up is something that I've been thinking about a lot and uh, I don't really want to spoil anything, but um, I think it's, it gets very fucking depressing and it also gets very uh, existential to a degree where they finally end up in in the purpose of their journey. Um, But I think it's a very solid performance by Robert Pattinson. Again, uh, Julia Pinoche is great in it. She is truly um, like a very complex and um, scary woman, but she also still has this uh, degree of remorse for her crimes and, um, and you sort of understand. You you understand a lot, and you feel for these characters, even though, like they are prisoners, prisoners, but they are humanized to a, a large degree. And I think you uh, get some understanding. Um, I I give it a four out of five. Um, I think y'all should see it.
0: Yeah, it's on the list. I, I think y'all will, especially like it. with Robbie P being in the news right now. Is he in the news right now? Yeah, man, where you been? I don't yeah, like, I don't have uh I don't look at the news. Uh there's like rumors that he's playing the newest incarnation of uh Bruce Wayne. Oh Blade. yeah, yeah, Batman. Yeah, I did hear that. Someone uh, told me that. She Ian told me that actually. in, in celebration it's uh, pretty uh, apropos to what's happening right now with your review. I watched the Robert Pattinson movie too. I'll talk yeah, about it. Yeah, it's later. crazy because I did
1: not
2: <laughs> Jesus. Your
0: eyes, you glade yeah. over. You're like, huh? I was like, really, this is amazing. How can we all line up like this? <laughs> you
2: didn't get the text.
0: Damn. Uh, so God. you really like that movie? Yeah. Yeah, I had, I had, I had worries. You know, people were kind of like, yeah, it'll really, you know, somewhere. Like, Who told you this. Just Letterbox? Uh, just everywhere. Oh. Just people saying, ah oh, man, I wanted to love it, but, but you know, seems uh seems like some people actually are getting some. Stuff out of it. No, I don't know,
1: saw the trailer. Saw who was behind the project. Saw.
0: Then again, I heard some, the same things about you were never really here, and I fucking love that. Movie, yeah, so. yeah. So, so we'll see. Um, y'all want me to keep going? Uh, yeah. You have like some notable stuff, or are you just gonna? I don't know. You wanna do this a smaller? This well, sure. I want to
2: talk about what I actually came here to talk about if you don't mind. Like, that wasn't it <laughs> no. oh, I The that was it.
1: fuck that's what you start with it's i'll
2: like, go i'll go quickly how about that well
1: here's the thing mine's gonna be quick too so mine's yeah. gonna be very quick as well but he's like you need to start you need to start off with the bangers man you drop you need to kick the door open well, those were and the bangers i think seen, he, this he, is
2: like self service oh oh
1: <laughs> all right tell so so us go what
2: b-, b horror movie you watched uh it wasn't a b horror I-, I watched a documentary called what we left behind looking back at star trek deep space nine
0: um. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so if you need if you need to get up and go to the bathroom, uh, if you need to get some refreshments, get, nah. yeah, five do, minutes. Do that
1: right after I start. Yeah, just I stop talking. Give give us five <laughs> minutes, and then maybe somehow Harvey's going to reference. Uh, he's going to start reference next generation. That's where I'm going to jump in,
0: and then oh give us another God. ten minutes. And that's when I kill myself. This is. Um, <laughs> I've been looking
2: forward to this being able to talk about Star Trek on the podcast. So, um, <laughs> sorry.
0: why you just don't watch a movie? There's so many well, movies.
2: <laughs> well, I've watched all the movies. I'm not going to re watch a movie and then talk about a movie. But <clears throat> if y'all don't know, um, this is a um, documentary about Deep Space Nine. It came out in theaters one day only. I believe it came out last uh, Tuesday, last Tuesday or Wednesday. And he caught it yeah i I definitely caught it uh It was at a m c it was excluded from the a list so I actually had to pay money to see it and it was completely sold out so I was very happy that I got a ticket um It was at least partially backed by uh uh on the crowdfunding uh website indieGogo um did you give money to this i did not oh, okay um but I wasn't aware of it while it was while the campaign was active but what we left behind is uh it basically seeks to explore and quantify uh the impact and the legacy of uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. It was put together by uh, David Sapone and the producer and, uh, and the producer and uh, writer and also showrunner of Deep Space Nine, uh, Ira Stephen Bear. The documentary uh, inspects Deep Space Nine, the characters, stories, and themes uh, very earnestly and inquisitively, and uh, much like Deep Space Nine probed life and society, um, reflecting, like, on the darker areas of society that the previous Star Trek uh, series didn't touch, and it focused on like the more modern, moder- marginalized and taboo aspects of life um, that popular television wouldn't wouldn't really explore. Um, as a whole, like this documentary is pieced together with some beautifully restored HD footage of T Space Nine, and has testimonials of the cast and crew as well as fans. Um, they're sort of in the form of talking heads, and uh, it has several of the mainstay writers from the series. Um, while well, together, those writers work on this, uh, this first episode of the se- of season eight, um, cause there's only seven seasons of DCS nine. So they work on what that first episode of season eight would look like. And it's then illustrated and animated, uh, for like a deeper and more engaging story. And it looks pretty cool. And it's a very good story. Um, it's probably important that I explain. uh, what D Space Nine is. Yeah, what D Space Nine is. Yeah, it's because it's um, completely different from. It's very different. It's very from, different from the other ones. Yeah, it's very different. Um,
1: it's like central. Because I only watched, a, like, I would say, like, over a handful of episodes. And what I did see, I enjoyed. I just never was able to watch it through its consecutive run. Yeah. So it was kind of a bummer. I mean, you can watch it now, but.
2: Yeah. Uh, if you are into sci fi, if you have some affinity towards uh, Star Trek, I highly recommend D Space Nine. Um, it premiered like in 1993, it was the f- fourth incarnation of, uh, Star Trek. Um, but it was the first time that two Star Trek series had been on at the same time. Uh, this and next generation were running at the same time, which was very interesting. So deep space nine needed to be very different and it needed to be bold. Um, it didn't take place aboard starship. It took place aboard uh, deep space nine, which was also called Terak Nor. It was a short distance from a planet called Bajor. And uh, they didn't explore the galaxy uh, <laughs> Stay to meet new aliens. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it sort of explored the people that were in the station, which was very fucking interesting. And it uh, sort of explained them, explored them as they came and then they, as they left the station. Um, Avery Brooks was brought on as the commander of the station. He was the first black commanding officer uh, in Star Trek, and um, well, not in the universe, but in a, in a series. And uh, he was a single father. He was a widow, and he was like this deeply conflicted uh but principled character um his job was to bring the planet bajor into the federation like ensure that their induction went well and smooth um and his his second in command was a bajoran woman uh named kira narice she was like a former political terrorist um slash like freedom fighter f- freedom fighter and she was very conflicted in her own she had psd and she was like a very initially throughout the series we see her sort of transformed from a a very angry and a very uh, bitter uh, terrorist to uh, the character that she eventually ends up as. And uh, like the third in command was also another woman, which was like unprecedented uh, named Jadzia Dax. And she was like a mysterious, beautiful and independent uh, officer. And she was also a trill, which is a, um, well, she was like a combined trill, which is like a symbiote. And uh, her, her symbiote had lived for like 300 years prior. So technically she had been men and women in the past. So yeah, this documentary definitely, or it, it it explores like what made DS nine different. And, um, as with like the other series, DS nine uses, uses like clever metaphors and allegories, uh, to analyze like very present and real social, uh, social dynamics like race and gender and, uh, politics. But DS9 was like even more bold because it was very direct and in its, its approach and what it, and what it depicted. And, um, in my opinion, it, it is the best Star Trek series. Um, and just overall a very underappreciated work in science fiction. Um, but the, the documentary is very boastful at times and it's like self aggrandizing, which I can't really say I fault to the, the the creators for, um, I think it di- it does deserve, uh, it, it does deserve that recognition, and um, I think even to this day, when you compare it up to when you compare it to other works of science fiction, I think it still holds up and it's still groundbreaking even by today's standards. So I think they should be proud. Um, but this was a great great blast, great a lot of fun. There was a lot of nerds. Some were crying in the audience. Um. It sounds
1: like when I went to go see <laughs> Cowboy Bebop after its twentieth anniversary. Uh, <laughs> it everyone in, there, in the in the crowd was like, was there for the same reason. You know, it's like yeah. this love for a thing. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. It's nice when you, you get to be amongst people.
2: Yeah, like-minded people. Yeah, Yeah, It's,
1: it's interesting because I've never experienced before until that moment. So I was just like, oh shit! Everyone in this room. Loves this fucking show, yeah, or loves this movie. So it's that's cool.
2: Yeah, it it is a it is a nice feeling. I agree. Um, Some of them were very fucking nerdy, Um, and then you look at them like, am I? Am I you? Like, am I like
0: you? (laughs) Are we the same? How does
2: theater smell? It smelled okay. I think uh, AMC has a great uh,
0: ventilation system. <laughs> of <the> just ventilation, <laughs> they kicked it up when any of the Trekkies were coming. Yeah, you're gonna have to start early. You're and gonna have to get turn, that uh, shit going. Like super turn those uh, ventilation fans on high.
2: high. Yeah. Anyway, I think I'd give it a four out of five. It's a solid documentary. I think that um, can uh,
1: Can anyone catch
0: this or
2: not anymore? It may end up on uh, streaming or something at some point. Maybe Amazon, but um, it was only in theater for in theaters for one day.
1: I need um, a I need a new uh, sci-fi show. I think I might have to jump
2: on this. Yeah, I, I highly highly I don't. There is no other sci-fi show. If I'm honest.
1: Well, I mean, no. For me, there's like so many others that I end up rewatching, and like like I'm rewatching. I constantly rewatch Next Generation. Like I'll just just put it on and just have it in the background. Yeah. But I need like uh, I need a new one I can sink my teeth into. So maybe this might be it. Yeah. I'm also trying to finish, fucking. Uh, I signed up for Amazon Prime after talking shit just so I could watch uh, Farscape.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I saw I saw Crichton on your on your screen one day. I need um, to I need to finish the series. But yeah, I think um, what doesn't make it a five for me is that I I just wish that there was more um there more focus on uh on the characters and on on the story and um sort of analyzing the stories behind the behind episodes significant episodes specifically in the character arcs um as opposed to a lot of the the, the self service and also fan service that it did um so a four out of five um i watched ravenous it was just a french uh zombie movie I don't really talk about it, yeah, it you're was like, like it' like I watched this other shit about, <laughs> it was, it was it was like a two and a half i would say i give it a two and a half it was like an okay it was it was very different in 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 terms of uh this looks like a one, yeah it wasn't uh i don't know its it is interesting it presents some very interesting things um uh in terms of like uh who we are and uh, and, and what we will become uh after i suppose uh, society breaks down and and um i think it, ex- it explores some things, but it doesn't go as deep as I'd like, and I think that the characters aren't um very um good. Well, actually, the very characters are okay. I think um, it, it's where they end up that I don't enjoy so much. I gave that a two and a half. I watched Lilo and Stitch for the first time, too. Um, Lilo and Stitch was fine, I suppose. <laughs> I, I think I'd give it a, probably a three and a half, maybe. Um, I was expecting more, if I'm honest. Uh, it has a huge theme of family in it, or uh, I think they call it Ohana or something. Oh, um. uh, I wasn't expecting Stitch to be a fucking criminal. But uh Yo, <laughs> that was what? kinda funny. Yeah, he's like a he was like a, cri- was like yeah, a prisoner. I thought you knew that. Prisoner six two six. Yeah, I didn't know that. He was like a I didn't know that. I had never heard that. He was like a runaway fucking science experiment slash uh convict.
1: The most dangerous creature.
2: Yeah, the most dam- dangerous creature in the galaxy. Um but it was a cute movie. Um Yeah. I think I'm done talking if y'all wanna. Uh
1: Nicholas Swining Rife is releasing a TV series. I'm just going to put that out there. Alilo and Stitch t- TV series? No, just it's uh, starring. It's a uh, masterpiece. It's going to be a masterpiece. <laughs> it's a classic.
2: Well, it's probably because he can't secure funding for or anything. I'm sure, like a, for, I'm 100% a sure that's that's what yeah. it
1: is. I feel like he just can't. No one trusts him anymore, which sucks. Cause I think, he'll I think probably get back there. He'll get back. I know he will. Uh Tom, do you want to go? You want me to just jump out with something? I'll go
0: real quick because it's related to Robert Pattinson. Yeah, go out there. I watched the Robert Pattinson movie just because I wanted to watch him on screen. Uh, Very similar. I mean, I did that with Map to the Stars, the Cronenberg movie. Yeah. Uh, So what I did was uh, I did not really like that movie at all. Uh, But I'm stupid and I don't learn from my mistakes. So I went with another Cronenberg movie. (laughs) Cosmopolis? Cosmopolis, yeah, is that, is that what it's called? I yeah. never, I, I
1: thought it was Cosmopolis,
0: like that. Right. Uh, it is Cosmopolis. You just said it right. Mm. Uh, all right, so this is starring uh, Robert Pattinson, Juliette Binoche, uh, Sarah Gadon. We have Paul Giamatti and hey, uh, Juliette Binoche is in that too. Yes,
2: that's so we both the, watched the movie with Robert Pattinson and Juliette Binoche.
0: Yes, that's weird, right?
1: It's uh, like you guys were synced up. Robbie P,
0: man. Our cycle synced. Yeah, you guys were like, need it. Our testosterone cycle (laughs) synced up. Is that a thing? All right, so this is written and directed by Cronenberg, right? Good old Cronenberg. Riding across Manhattan in a stretch limo in order to get a haircut. Twenty-eight-year-old billionaire asset manager's day devolves into an odyssey with a cast of characters that start to tear his world apart.
1: Man, so many times I've been caught up in NYC traffic, just getting my hundred-dollar haircut, just trying to get a haircut. Just trying to get a haircut. This was a really polarizing movie when it came out. (laughs) Was Was it? It? Yeah. Was it because of the ninety-nine percent movement, or was it? I don't know. The Wall Street. Oh, are you just saying it was just
0: polarizing? People didn't like it. I don't know why, but
1: for some reason, I'm connecting that those two things. For some reason. Uh no, because
0: I, I mean if anything it's it does a lot of anti capitalist uh preaching. So uh, I don't see why the ninety nine percent would be mad at it. Um so it starts off you meet very quickly you meet Robert Pattinson's character, his name is uh Eric uh does he have a full name? Eric Packer. Um Most of the movie is spent in the car. Joe Everyman. Most of the movie is spent in his limo. He's kind of cruising around and um you know, you're learning things about him and like trading currencies and and, and stuff with like the the Chinese uh won, or is that is that how you pronounce it? I don't yeah. remember. I'm gonna Korean, yeah. I'm going to say it's a too, so I don't know if that's right. um <laughs> And just like he's following markets, he's got people coming in and out of his limo that you don't really know who they are, but they start explaining things to him, and he's having conversations with them. Uh, There's very strange conversations where you just kind of feel like left behind a little bit. And uh, there's like a scene where uh, Robert Pattinson's having a conversation with a girl while getting his prostate checked in his limo by like a private visit in doctor Because
2: he's so busy that he has to do it in his limo?
0: I think he just likes to be in his limo. I don't know. It's it's strange. It really is a strange movie. There's like it devolves into like these weird dystopian elements out of nowhere. And then you're back in the real world again and uh Yeah, here's
2: the thing, right? Wait, he's twenty eight and he's getting his prostate
0: checked? Yeah, he's like he keeps talking about how uh I think he's afraid to die. I mean, I think we're all reaching. I think I think-, a, I think that was covered in the movie. He's like afraid to die and the movie's kind of has some themes about being afraid of death or being not afraid of death. Uh basically what I'm trying to say is here's what I'm trying to say. Cronenberg, his newer stuff, he's obviously flexing his IQ a little bit here. And it's obvious that he's operating at a level that a pleb like me just doesn't operate at. And I like to think of myself as just a a normally intelligent person enough to see sides of arguments and reason. And then there's this, this shit where it like, it just goes over your head and there's so much under the surface that I feel like if you're just an average person I just don't see how it's possible for you to access those themes. Right? So this is made for people and it got me thinking right how nuanced and big is the the intelligence spectrum of of like just everyday americans right like some people are very dumb and i meet very dumb people but then there are people like cronenberg that really make you feel stuck in the middle because he is just kind of just going on another level and I don't think it's an age thing either you know I know he's older than me he's wiser but I just think he's always been more intelligent than me And, and then I started to get worried how big is the gap between me and the dumb people I meet and meeting David Cronenberg. I'm, I'm scared that the gap is smaller between me and stupid people. It is, probably.
1: <laughs> I've, I've always assumed that the, 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 the more intelligent people will have a huge, huge... You think huge so,
0: I, I just hate to believe it. I hate to believe it, but this, this could be true. This could be true. So, here's my thing, right? I can't say much about this movie because I don't think I get a lot of it. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I could look stuff up and then watch a video breaking it down for me, and I could go, oh, and I can understand. I'm smart enough to understand that when someone spoon-feeds it to me. But, like... And that's okay. No, I mean, I'm just coming out and being honest. This is one of those movies that you just won't get if you're as dumb as me or as smart <laughs> as me. I was
2: actually considering watching this recently.
1: I, I kind
0: of um, want to watch it now, too, because you see, got me really Master interested. Master of the Stars is a little bit easier to comprehend because it mostly deals with, like, disgusting people in Hollywood, but this... This has way more levels to it I think. Uh and Robert Pattinson is very disgusting. He's very good in this, but the movie feels very sterile and um it's not something I enjoy. Yeah, like it's just weird to me that a lot of Cronenberg's newer stuff is is like this and thought for everyone. Yeah, like I I really don't have much to say about it. Like it's it's a tough watch for me. Um, it's not a terrible movie. I enjoy seeing his performance and the things he says is just like so like like what the fuck are you? What kind of human being are you? Like his character. Um, but the the funny part about the prostate scene is like he's talking to a female and he's just kind of like hunched like over spread open in the back of this limo like mm. propped up and she's sitting in front of him and he's getting his prostate checked sweating like <clears throat> Oh, okay, and are the markets shifting? <sighs> they're, they're talking about finance stuff, and and uh, he's like sweating, and she just got done running, and she's all sweaty too. She just got into his limo. I don't know where she came from. That's the thing. People get into the car. I don't know who they are or where they came from. Um, and she's like gripping her water bottle tight, and he he notices it. She's like, sorry, it's just you know I'm you know nervous about the markets. He's like, no, it's sexual tension. I ca- I know. And she's like he's like, "You're just a sweaty old girl, a smelly old, girl. <laughs> and she's into it i'm gonna I need to watch <laughs> this. It's weird, man, I don't know, man. Robert pattinson uh can do a lot. He could play the most like you feel like in the Rover, you feel so bad for him he, he's such a a downtrodden, pathetic character, you're like, man, poor guy, and especially then in can,
1: that scene when he's in the car and he's singing that song, yeah." Yeah, that's a fucking sad scene. Dude,
0: but like, that's why with with the Batman shit, right? Everyone's like, ha, you're getting this fucking glittery vampire to play Bruce Wayne. Oh my God, DC is just making poor decision after poor decision. I'm like, you guys don't know this guy's range. You guys don't know. Yeah, you only know him from Harry Potter and fucking Twilight. People,
1: U. people. The thing is, like, people correlate bad acting with bad writing. They don't know that the that when someone says a bad line, no matter how good they bad are, directing. it's like, and especially like bad directing and bad writing will always take over. Like, so he could try Leonardo
0: DiCaprio her- deliver bad lines, you know? and it's the like he's it, cringy. Yeah, yeah it could actor. be
2: cringy
1: no matter what. So you yeah. can't judge. From one series of films, especially when they are younger, my first
2: thought when I heard that wasn't, "Oh shit, they're making more bad decisions." I was like, "Oh shit, I think Robert Pattinson may be making a bad decision because he is definitely better than Batman at this point." Yeah, 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 Robert Pattinson is
1: better than he's better, way better than superhero movies in general, and I don't want to be
0: able to do it. Yeah, I don't want him to be there either. Rather, rather him. not I was just trying to defend his ability. Christian
2: Bale wasn't like uh, DC universe shit though. That was fucking, that was completely different. I'm just
1: just so tired of people. This is the only shit people watch, man. This is the only thing
0: people fucking watch. Even like they only know him from Twilight. And like they're like, oh, I don't think he could pull off like the, you know, the masculine debonair of Bruce Wayne. I'm like, dude, have you seen these movies? Like Cosmopolis, he's the most masculine, dominating fucking rich guy ever. Like he could play Bruce Wayne
2: uh i'd be That's curious sure. to see what he would look like though like, like a buff robert pattinson yeah i feel like he could throw
1: <laughs> the all thing the, weight. the thing is too this is what it's like in the movies right the batman films bruce wayne's not even an interesting character he's the least most interesting thing about the movie you know what's interesting the fucking villains name right. i think about the last trilogy of films like the big ones do you remember Christian Bale? Like, really think about it. Do well, you remember him, I, I or do you remember do,
0: do you remember do it, his villains? I get what you're saying. Yeah, like he's not. I get. Not the I, Star get, of the I show. remember him more in Batman Begins than any of the other ones. But yeah, Bane and it sort Joker. of
2: lays that foundation, though. I think Batman Begins is a very like uh, under underrated uh, installment. In yeah,
1: yeah. Series. I'm not but saying Christian
0: Bale shines more in that. If you take that one out of the equation, I get what Steve's yeah. saying.
1: Yeah. yeah, like if you think about it, people are always saying like, "Man, you know what was great about Dark Knight." You know, it was like, oh, it was, it was Batman. No, everyone's like, the Joker is what made it I interesting. I remember people
0: giving uh, DC shit. They're like, fucking Heath Ledger for Joker. Hey, turns out, fucking most iconic villain of all superhero movies. So, anyways, I don't yeah, really. It's not us not getting the superhero comic yeah, talk. Yeah, but uh, I, honestly, this Cosmopolis movie, Cronenberg, man, you got to get on my level. or, or I don't want, know what's going to happen. You're passing me by here. I want.
1: Robert Pattinson to turn down this fucking movie so bad. I want him to turn down fucking Batman. I want, I want him to say no like he's like, "Nah, I'm good."
0: I don't want him doing one. It's just the fact that these movies go on forever, and forever. eat up their careers, you know? It's like Christian Bale's in and out, you know. It's heartbreaking,
1: man. Like look at like Ryan Coogler, man. Great director and he's fucking he's making another Black Panther and they are yeah, probably going to keep pimping him out doing more Black Panthers and I want to I want to see something different. I like his other shit. I think he's made don't get me wrong. I like Black Panther, but he's made amazing shit previously to this.
2: Yeah, I think he'll get there.
1: Man, we'll, I, just we'll don't want,
0: that, I just don't want him to get pimped out. I think you got to probably play the game for a little bit. Yeah, Cosmob was a two and a half probably for me. If I was smarter, I'd probably be a four.
2: But, uh,
1: Jim Jarmusch don't play the game. Jim Jarmusch makes what the fuck he wants. Yeah, but people don't watch Jim Yeah, that's you. so sad. No one watches his movies. <laughs> He's making something. He's interesting. Making a, he's making a zombie he's movie. Have yeah, you seen, that? Have you seen the trailer? Is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it looks so good. It looks so redi- because like their logic in the trailer just makes it like known that zombies exist. Mm. And like most zombie movies don't do that, which I find super interesting.
0: Yeah. Steve, you watch anything? Yeah, I watch some shit. What'd you watch?
1: Uh, I watched Cockblockers or Blockers for oh, sure. Okay. Uh, Army directed by K this. Cannon, uh 2018 release. Harvey was praising, not praising this, but he gave a good, uh, he made it sound interesting. So I finally just sat down and gave it a watch. And lo and behold, I was actually pleasantly surprised. This is, it's actually a pretty fucking funny movie. Uh, it stars uh, Leslie Mann, John Cena, and what's his name? I don't know. I, uh, Brian Holtz? Brian uh, Holtz? Ike? Ike? Yeah. Uh, probably just wasn't looking at it right. Yeah. Uh, he was Matt TV fan, right? That's when he was like yeah i mean that's how i know him it's that's how i know that's how i know key and Peele and like theirs because mad tv and all those guys um yeah so the film is about all right i'm going to read the tagline teens out to have fun parents out to stop it really bad i think uh I i think i like jurassic world's better than this one uh three teen, uh three parents discover their daughter's pack to lose their virginity on prom night. They launch a covert one night operation to stop the teens from sealing the deal. That is basically the film, in a nutshell. It's three parents, John Cena, Leslie Holt, and Ike, trying to stop their daughters from hooking up with you know, each parent has their own reasons to stop like I John Cena's goal is to kinda like stop his daughter. Stop his daughter from like losing a Virginia because he's overprotective. Uh, Leslie Mann is stopping her daughter just because she feels like she's losing her, and when that happens, she becomes a woman and she won't long long on leader. And then like each character has their own little arc on why they want to stop their child, and I think it's really well done, and I think it's a nice little touching story. Uh, surprisingly, it looks like those dumb comedies from like early aughts that we got a lot of. Like it just doesn't seem like it has much staying power it doesn't seem like the story's not all there and it kind of like relies on cheap gags and like dick shots to make people laugh but this film has it though this film has a lot of like nudity and kind of like over like over the top moments where like John Cena gets like a plug stuck up his butt and he has to drink beer out of his ass so like it's stupid shit like that but it just inherently works and I also think it treats kind of like you know it is kind of like people say there's like the super bad, but like in reverse. And I think that's a great comparison. It is, you know, it's just like, and it also kind of like pulls, uh, you know, it, it kind of like reflects a mirror back at, you know, how the way we see women and how the way like, you know, parents treat girls differently from boys and that kind of idea. And I think it's overall really well done and, you know, charming and, I like everyone in this film. I like the performances from all the parents and the and the the respective daughters. And uh, I I would recommend this. I say it's it's a solid three
0: and a half. Spoiler former, for do they do they lose their virginity? No, I'm just no. You
1: have to point. you have to wait to find out, man. I'm not gonna tell you.
0: I'll watch this thing. Oh uh, no, it. I give it, dude. I give it a
1: three. I give it a three and a half, man. I had a really good time with Ooh, this. Ooh, new game night? No, the game night I think still yeah, tops it. Game night is better than that, but, but it's very funny, movie. dude. It's yeah. just surprising because it just. They, they you could tell that there's like thought that was put behind it and you know John Cena is actually not a bad actor. He's pretty fucking funny if you give him stuff. I mean, you
0: honestly might as well put him in comedy. I think he probably works better in comedy than he would a serious.
1: Yeah, that's I think 100% true. Uh really a really, uh, wrestler. <laughs> really fun film and then I watched uh this one's going to be really quick because it was a super random watch. Uh when I went up to New Hampshire, I woke up early one morning uh you know, I didn't have to be, you know, ready until like 9.30 to go on set. So, I was just kind of like hanging out for a good portion of the morning. And I put HBO on. And then they put on this movie called Away From Her. It's a 2006 joint? Word. Uh, directed by Sarah Pauli, And it's it's a story of a young man or a man, not young man, an old man, <laughs> coping with the institutionalization of his wife because of Alzheimer's disease. Uh and it's really that story. It's very simple, straightforward of a man dealing with the fact that his wife is suffering from onset Alzheimer's. And like she kind of chooses to go into this program because she f- doesn't want to be a burden. And that's all I really want to say with the story. It's pretty straightforward. Like I said, it's, but it's actually having this movie just kind of on the background. Like I was writing some emails and I was watching it at the same time. And I'm like, dude, this movie's heart wrenching. Because he's watching for writing emails. Yeah, perfect. And because he's watching his wife forget, you know, everything about like who they were, like their forty-year marriage. Like, and it's like I, I didn't think I'm like, oh, this looks so cheesy. It looks like a Hallmark movie. But surprisingly, this is a. Don't you remember me, baby? No, it's something like that. It's like it's more. It's more. These performances, dude. They're actually. I think that's the best part of the film. It's just like. It's like these heart-wrenching scenes where he's like trying to tell her like who he is and she's just like, you know, it's just nothing. You know, it's like, damn, this is actually a really sad movie. Really well done. I think, I think that's the best part of it. I think it's really well directed and really well performed. Cinematography is, you know, nothing left to be desired. But overall, I think I had a good time. Uh, it's a solid three for me. Uh, surprisingly, this one
0: I think it won an Oscar. She yeah. looks like some lifetime Dude, shit.
1: Dude, it does, but it actually won an Oscar. Like I was so surprised. I'm like I looked this up. I'm like it's like it's like where did this, where does this movie come from? I've never heard of it yeah. before.
2: I I wanted to see that.
1: It was nominated. Did it didn't win.
2: Though. I didn't win. Oh, uh, awards, Golden Globes, that's what I meant. Yeah, I never got a chance to see that. The same director made um Take This Waltz though. Which, oh. which I enjoyed, but that, I think Take This Waltz was pretty pretty uh split critically, but
1: I yeah. enjoyed it. I think it was a. I think it was a very sweet love story, and uh, you know, it's a story about loss and transition. And I think it's, you know, you're just sitting there like, oh, it's just two old white people. Just, I mean, it looks like a Hallmark movie, but it, I, the performances is what really really takes it to another level. And that's, I mean, I guess that just proves what you can really do. You don't need flashy, you know, gimmicks to make a movie great. Yeah. You just need like great actors, and uh, you know, someone knows what they're doing behind the camera as well. So yeah greatly enjoyed uh not greatly but I, I did enjoy it so i give it a solid three you know nothing to write home about but i think it was a fun fun one or did you play firewatch it. uh fuck yeah yeah
2: the beginning of firewatch yeah. that's like heart a- <laughs> that's heart rent that's what i'm saying dude it's fucked up it's like a five minute like intro too and it's like it almost it almost made me cry it's super fucking sad dude yeah alzheimer's is fucked yeah it's like you don't realize how bad
1: all right if you have no idea what alzheimer's is you're thinking like oh it can't be that like watch this movie and then you kind of realize like fuck dude that's imagine I mean, spending my your girlfriend whole li-
0: worked in the department before son, yeah I get it
1: like imagine like spending your whole life with someone and then like damn that's sad
0: yeah. all right yeah well, a, let's fucking bring bring the mood up here yeah let's talk about John Wick and uh, shooting people in the head yeah, yeah there's nothing better than a Twice. lot of people dying. Well just to be safe, you can't shoot one. Double tap. Like, <laughs> there's always a chance they live on the first shot, so
1: But if you get if you live on the first shot, I doubt your first concern is to shoot John Wick. How come the Mine first shot isn't
0: the headshot? Always. There's always a I, th- actually, I, don't know. I think he did a couple double headshots. Uh, we'll yeah, talk about it. We'll talk about it. Let's <laughs> get into John Wick chapter three, parabellum. Let's take a let's do a clip.
2: You have no idea what's coming.
0: Mr. Wick broke the rules. I trust you understand the repercussions if he survives. John Wick, excommunicado, is now in effect. You shouldn't be here. Nice suit. Good to see you too. All right, what'd you guys think about uh, that there clip? It was very violent. Yeah, man. Very violent. Very violent. Uh, and we, America wonders why we have a gun problem, huh? <laughs> All right, John, it's because of John Wick. Yeah, John Wick Chapter Three, Parabellum. Inspiration. Super assassin John Wick is on the run after if killing. We call a member. him super assassin. He's a super assassin. He's Not an I assassin. Mean, at this point, he's a fucking super. He's a super assassin. <laughs> John, super assassin John Wick is on a, on the run after killing a member of the International Assassins mm-hmm. Guild, uh, with a fourteen million dollar price tag on his head. He is the target of hitmen and women everywhere. So this is coming at us from um, director. uh is this Is the same guy who did all the other ones? No, oh, nothing. Yeah. Chad, Chad still Dude, you know Stileski? this guy's doing
1: a Highlander movie?
0: Is he? Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm excited because I loved it. I watched the first Highlander as a kid. That shit was great.
0: So we have the some of the returning uh, people in this film. We have obviously Keanu Reeves. We have uh, Ali Barry. We got Ian McShane, which I call the wide-faced uh, <laughs> Willem Dafoe. Orange um, <laughs> Fishburne. We have uh Mark Decascos uh playing a Japanese man. He's not Japanese. And then uh I think some notable people is uh Lance Reddick and we also have um we have uh the the girl a big part in this is uh Asia Kate Dillon, the adjudicator. Yeah, so what did you guys think about John Wick 3? Uh we we talked about John Wick 2 on our very first episode and here we are years um. later. I go first. Yeah, go for. it. Two years later. Wow.
2: <clears throat> so, if you haven't seen uh, John Wick Chapter Two, I'm sorry, but uh, John Wick kills uh, what's his name? Uh, Homie Sa- San- Santino uh, Dantonio. D'Antonio or essentially, in the
0: synopsis. Yeah,
2: he he kills a uh, member of the, the table, the high table, at the ending of uh, John Wick Chapter Two, and that essentially. Uh, That cliffhanger, uh, as he's being excommunicated, uh, carries over into uh, John Wick 3 Parabellum. So we begin with John Wick already on the run after killing uh, Santino or Santonio, whatever his name is. Um, And uh, that basically sets up the story for John Wick 3. He's on the run. There's a $14 million price tag on his head. He's been excommunicated by the uh, high table, by the secret underground... uh, assassins organization and um he has to try to survive somehow with uh every uh assassin in new york city after after him to try to collect the bounty um the initial the initial action sequence in this movie oh shit it's so fucking good like nobody's making action movies like this but um well, I suppose not the initial one, but the first one, he fights that giant, like that giant Russian guy. I'm not entirely sure. This is still pretty good. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure who he is, but he, he fights a, a giant Russian guy in a library, and it's just the most visceral and fluid action sequence I've seen in, like, well, since the last John Wick, if I'm honest, because no one else is making stuff like this. It's, it's, it's very visceral, and it's very easy to follow, and it, it looks very clean, and and a, and uh the motions are so deliberate and so uh so so perfectly choreographed um
0: but it doesn't feel choreographed it yeah it, it,
2: yeah it, it it feels very realistic um but anyway yeah he uh he has to try to find a way to get out of New York City but he is uh, excommunicado so anyone that could possibly help him get out of the city they can't do it because they'll be implicated and um probably killed for that or at least uh excommunicated from the organization which which they cannot afford to do so he is left with no other choice but to uh turn to the mistress over the um i'm not even sure how to explain what sh- what she is uh angelica houston shows up in this one she she plays the director she's like the the head mistress or the head of uh the organization that actually trained john wick so we get a bit of backstory in this one on John, which uh which was kinda cool. You see where he actually comes from and you see how he became the super assassin that he is. The Baba Yaga. The Bob- how he became the Baba Yaga, the boogeyman. Um and Angelica Houston, it was very cool to see her. And um I just like her a lot. Um but yeah, anyway, I suppose I don't think it's a spoiler, but she helps him get out. And that's uh when he he takes a boat and he goes Far, far west, or is he go? Or he go east? Yeah, he goes. Is that west or is that east? It's west. <laughs> I don't know. he goes. far west. Yeah. It's east. Um, is it east or west? If you're it's Going it's from east. New York, yeah, it's, it's east. east. Okay, it's yeah, east. never mind. Well, it's east, but technically, it is the west. Kind of. Well, it, it's not right. well, it, it depends. It depends on which.
1: It depends in which in which term you're like you're trying to reference. Like, is it's he dream. traveling east? You know, like I don't know. I really don't know. I don't think it matters, does it? it's Middle East. Middle well, East. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. East. Okay.
2: Yeah, it is East. So it's East. Anyway, <laughs> I guess I should. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything else. But um, John's mission is to um, survive. Is to survive. Essentially, he he doesn't really have any uh a lot of allies left. He has been excommunicated from the organization, so he has to come up with some sort of plan to uh ensure his uh ensure his survival um this one just uh sort of it uh it's it's very similar to the other ones except it it goes bigger and uh it goes a lot bigger if i'm honest um we see like some spectacular action sequences through new york city um A lot of which you can see in the trailer: him fucking riding on horses and killing people, him on motorcycles and killing people. Um, I think, in terms of the story, I think because it relies on um, relies on that cliffhanger from the from the second movie, and has to sort of write a narrative, like a compelling narrative out of that cliffhanger. I don't think that this movie as is as narratively strong as the first two. But I think in terms of action, it is right up there with them. And it, 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 it's still doing th- shit that no one else is doing. Um, specifically, like, that second fight scene with, like, the, the Asian dudes in Chinatown. I'm not really sure how he got from the public library to Chinatown.
0: Yeah. That's that, there's a lot of, like... I believe weird, he ends like, up in Brooklyn, too. Yeah. I mean... It's a I lot of it's like, yeah. If you know your way around New York, it, you will but, notice it. And you're
2: like, just wait, what? Yeah. That don't make any sense. Yeah, so he went from like 42nd all the way to like fucking. And there was a, like a
0: scene sure. where he's on the 19th Ave deli and grocery. I'm like, there's yeah, no yeah, 19th yeah. Ave <laughs> in Manhattan. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Um, leave it alone, man. Yeah, that that second action sequence, this sequence when he's fighting the dudes like in the in the shop. He's fighting them in like in an, an antique uh, weapons shop or something. it's like the that's one of the greatest uh, action sequences I've seen is in this entire series. Yeah, Absolutely Absolutely best yeah that like was the- that
1: was so. I've never been like, there's never been an action movie where I'm like, ugh. But like, there was that one scene where the with the knife in the head, and it was just like, I was just like, grotesque. Like, I was never, I've never been that yeah. just bothered before.
2: Yeah, not even the, the. Yeah, that was crazy, but not even like the idea of it just being like grotesque, like the the amount of work and the amount of time put into these action sequences is just fucking i think it's like commendable cuz nobody i keep saying nobody's doing this but nobody's doing shit like this it's so good and it's so visceral and the choreography is so fluid and realistic you can tell that they've just practiced for fucking hours and hours and put so much work into it i think that um they're just taking they're taking action movies to specifically like american action movies i believe it to like a, just a different uh like a different a different level. It's it's so impressive. Um I think uh in terms of John Wick, we like I mentioned we get a a bit of his history and we get a bit more of who this character is. Um I don't know if it's necessary uh, necessarily enough to uh to to create a uh, a new significant arc in his character and his character's development. Uh, he's pretty much the same he's become sort of stagnant at this point, but it, it's all, that's
0: how we like him. Yeah.
2: It's all supported by this, this incredible action that we see anyway. So it, or in service of it. So I'm not, I, it's difficult to complain about shit like that. Yeah. Um, I think Halle Berry was great.
0: Um, she was my I think part of the movie. She, yeah, she, I think she was a I great mean, addition when you, to it. When, now that you're bringing up Halle Berry, I'm <laughs> <You're waiting>. having, <laughs> No, I'm having a hard time figuring out like what's the best action scene. I mean, there, there's so fucking many.
2: Yeah. Uh, Ali Barry's character has uh has these dogs, these absurd. German shepherds. And um I, was she speaking Russian to them? I'm not I think she was speaking Russian to them, but she they were just attacking people and it's like like the amount of skill, I've never seen anything like this to coordinate these elaborate action sequences, but also like infusing fucking like live animals that don't speak Dude. English into the scene. I think Asia Ended. has
0: like been topped. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it's we in, just
2: topped Asia. Well, I, th- I think we probably did. It's insane.
1: I think when the first <laughs> like, when the first John Wick came out, we topped them. We no, like,
2: I, I disagree. The, the first, the first, the first two, one was so fluid. Yeah, I, I think the first one is definitely great, but this is just in. This yeah, is, no, this, no, coordination, this, is in, this one
0: put, coordination. This one is pushed it over the edge to me to really. I think I forgot a lot of the first one and, and second one. I don't think I'm going to forget these. Yeah, there's like. I don't like, think I'm going to forget
2: these. There's like, there's horses in this one. They're like fighting in a horse barn, and he's, they're like incorporating the horses into the action. I mean, like some of it's like definitely, a lot of it's like CGI for sure, but like it's uh, it's impressive. How the, the dog. The dog sequences, like, I can't even fathom how, how you do that.
0: Right.
1: Um, she was my favorite. Dude, she was great in this, man.
0: Just that whole scene was so exhausting and fucking balls to the wall.
2: Yeah, I, I like I said, I have, like, issues with, like, what the narrative is and, and John Wick as a character at this point, but, like, it, I, it's it's hard to complain. They it's, never, this yeah, is they don't,
0: like, anytime you start to slip away in the narrative, like, you're like, all right, what's happening now? It They literally just throw another monumentous monumental sorry uh fucking action scene at you yeah
2: they're like um it's i mean it's like art it's art in itself at this point like the the
0: action sequences are, are yeah they are, don't are unbelievable they don't do this thing where they save like all their good shit for the for the end they just put it all Dude, throughout. they just... Yeah, they yeah, put it throughout they're, they're, the there's whole There's no movie. centerpiece. They,
2: yeah. Like, every action sequence is uh, something special. Something very special in, in itself.
1: You know what I like, too, is uh, these weird pauses that they have in the film where, you know, like, the antique scene is always one that's going to stick out because it was so fucking... Like, it's his chase, elaborate chase. He goes up the stairs, locks the door, does this, and then he breaks one of these glasses and then he has to rebuild the gun. a gun. While this is happening... They're breaking down the doors, like putting two guns together. Yeah, he's <laughs> putting two guns together, and like it's this weird it's pause. Absurd. It keeps the action going, right? But it's like a pause within the action. They Does do a lot of sense? that. They do a lot of yeah. that with like
0: reloading. Yeah, it, like builds,
1: yeah, like, it, it builds, builds some this t- weird t- tension. <laughs> but then that that little lull. It's not really a lull because there's still momentum there.
2: I think it's like a, it's kind of like a nod at the ridiculousness of it too. Yeah, yeah if I'm honest, like the sh- um,
1: like there was one sequence with the sh- with the uh, the shotguns
0: where they, you know, there's, and then, or back, or and then they have to walk back,
1: and then they're like, it's like, yeah, we're going to need something else. <laughs> like,
0: dude. Also, like, there's a scene where it's just, everything is just so smart and attention to detail, and they don't really just, like, gloss over it to feed the masses. Like, there's two examples that, that I can think of. Is, um, there's a scene where they all three of them have to reload, and essentially yeah. it's whoever reloads first first wins. Yeah, exactly. And it's just so fucking stylish to watch. And then... They they also do a lot of attention to detail. Like, we brought this up on our first episode where how, like, all these other movies, nobody ever fucking reloads their guns. He has to reload. Yeah. But here's another thing that I found very interesting is, like, uh, on the bridge scene where they're fighting on the, the motorcycles, which is insane as well. I mean, there's really no way to describe all the scenes besides insane. Um, The bridge scene on the motorcycle, I kept looking because I'm a nerd. To see if he took his hand off the throttle. He didn't. Yeah, like, when he needed to use his right hand, he'd reach his left hand over, hold the throttle, and fucking beat people up. I was I'm like, pre- that is so... Atten- they don't need to do that, you I'm know? Pre- like,
1: do you think he was actually riding? Like, that was, like, an actual thing?
0: Oh, uh, well, I mean, I'm sure they were on some sort of, like, machine or track or something, obviously. <laughs> he's a
1: real... He's a, Apparently, he's, like, a real motorcycle enthusiast. He has his own company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Man, he's so fucking cool. Let's just spend another
0: hour just talking about Keanu Reeves is like the coolest actor in Hollywood. And and then the lines delivered in this makes the movie so self aware and, and I feel like that and it's in the trailer too. Guns. Lots of guns. <laughs> and it's just it works so much for me. And this this movie set the franchise over the top for me. I think it like went from me like liking it to loving it.
2: I think uh yeah, it I think at this point it is up there with the greatest uh action
1: uh it's weird because it's a whole time. trilogy that's just good. It's just like no matter how you look at
0: it. But it's also it, weird it, that the third one is the one that blows me away the most. Yeah.
2: In terms of action, I think it has the greatest action of any trilogy I've ever seen at this point or any action franchise, hands yeah. down.
1: Well, I guess I'll be the, the the one person who has an unpopular opinion. I would say uh, there was one scene that just kind of got me bored. I mean, and, I think there was but, one but for the, me too. Yeah, but the thing was, I think is because this film was just so action-packed, and it's even even in a like, just look at it this way: all the action sequences were so good that this one that was okay was just that kept me bored because that's how good everything else is. I had one lull, and guess where that lull was? The end. The end. Yeah, That was
0: it. That was it. That's insane. There's usually, there's always I a like low the, in the middle. I like the intimacy and the slowness of it.
1: No, yeah. But it just, I think it's because that's why I was just so, it was just so whole, like so high octane. Like, it was, it, just
0: it like, was honestly satisfying to me. All the glass breaking. Like every time it made that noise, it was like satisfying my, my cravings. No, I'm talking about, not, not the, not, was not, was there was another, crazy.
1: there's two fights near the end I'm talking about. I'm talking about the last fight two
0: was, versus two or two versus one or two, one, one versus one or two one v one. one that was the one that was just like yeah, that's uh, what i'm talking about i like okay. how slow yeah, it was yeah. oh, okay.
2: um speaking of that fight prior to that um those two guys are uh Legends. from yeah <laughs> they're from the raid and i was yeah, yeah the raid right i was anticipating that fight the entire movie cuz once i saw them well i knew they i saw them in the trailer i think but once <laughs> i saw them on screen i was like yeah we're about to get that fight but then it it, it doesn't come until the very end of
0: the movie Oh but, yeah!
1: Right when I saw
2: like yeah,
1: in the movie, were, I'm looking. I'm like, yeah, really "Oh man!" Yeah,
0: it's, it's also very strange up. how they did the fight. It yeah, wasn't, it wasn't like you would think. Yeah, I think
2: that fight was kind of. Uh, it was a bit of a letdown for me, um, but I did like uh, the dialogue that in, in that in that fight. I th- but I, I thought it would be hand to hand combat, but they used uh, like these weapons. little these little weapons. And there's a lot, lot of struggling. There's a lot of struggling and a lot of grappling. Which, I mean, I think in like. The martial arts that, that they practice is like called like peacots Salat or something like that. There's like a lot of grappling, but I thought it'd be more similar to like the raid and like the raid two, which yeah. is just brutal, which is up there in terms of in terms of action for me.
1: Yeah, Uh that that fight, I liked that fight just because there was like this weird level of like again like they like I don't think they were trying to kill him. I think they were just trying to have fun because they know who he is. Like I think that whole guild, that guys that. The whole assassin guild that it's after him right now is like kind of like you know enamored by him, and yeah. they're not really doing it for. I don't think they really want to do it for the reasons that it might seem at first. I think they want to do it for personal reasons. They want to fight him. Right, but it's it'd like, also
0: be cool to say I took down. Well, such yeah, a good fucking. Yeah, that,
1: exactly. It's like more. It's not really like oh, the, just because they were told they're doing it. They're doing it because they want to. Like it's like this game to them. So I like that that idea of the fight. Uh, I like I like some of, a lot of the grappling moves in that man that sequence as well. There's really fucking. It's like dope. this
0: whole like if you like the I know I know you guys don't like this movie like as much as I do, but a lot of people regard the the church scene in Kingsman. No, I like that scene. That that scene is great, but it's it's just a very small part of the movie. This movie is two yeah. hours of that. Yeah, basically. it's two hours of that, and that's incredible. Versus like Kingsman probably took all it could to make that scene for five minutes or whatever, maybe seven minutes at the most. But this movie does it for two hours. So, uh,
1: yeah, I would say narratively, uh, I do agree that the, it, it, at this point, it's like, it really doesn't really matter what happens. It's just, it's like the stakes, like John's not changing as a character. He kind of is who he is. I think there's certain level of growth kind of compared like, because in the first one, he's angry in the second one, he's angry in this one, he's angry, but I think he's becoming aware I feel that's like, kind of like a detriment. In I feel a way. like
0: in this one, though, he's not so much angry as he is. I feel like he's actually the one being hunted. Yeah, exactly. Well, the thing is, like, he he's,
1: yeah, th- there's a level of, like, you know, he's angry maybe at himself for getting him to this point. You know, there's a little, maybe some self reflection, but that's not really the focus of the story. It's, it's so minute. Um, I love the world building. They added on to like his character, who he is, where he's from. They added on this idea of, of like within their society, there's like debts and like there's always payments. You know, everything is paid through blood or through something. You you just can't have anything for free, which I love. It just gives this th- their world so much more vibrance, richness, and yeah. I want to know more about it. And um, yeah, I think it, that's that's it the a thing. very like,
2: interesting world they created.
1: Yeah, like, it's, you know, this world of assassins, like, I just, I don't know, like, I'm super intrigued, and they don't, they don't sit there and, like, try to, like, force feed exposition, they're not, <coughs> they're they're just, you know, they're, they're showing you their world, and through, like, little hints of dialogue, they'll explain what it is, but they don't beat you over the head with it, if well, that makes sense.
2: Yeah, yeah, I like, uh, what I like is that the world is sort of um, unknown to the to the larger world, but it's always like at the corner of the eye. Like uh
1: Yeah, like n- like there's like scenes where they'll break out in the middle of
2: public. Yeah, and like the people don't notice it. And um there's like that one scene where like he gets in the cab and the yeah. cab is like a nineteen fifties cab and like yeah. what do you like what is it doing here? Yeah. Um like there's like aspects of that where they like integrate it into like the larger world but it's like also but it's also like sort of Do you at think the there's something
1: more to that idea? Do you think that I don't know because it just makes me think of. You ever read Wanted, the graphic novel? Mm. Uh, it's uh, it's really good. It's it's kind of has this idea where like, you know, basically villains have taken over the world, and they have this shadow organization that basically looms over everyone, and people don't notice like these like, everyday things, like they're they're blinded to it in a way to like things that happen with, without, like you yeah. said, periphery, yeah. like, it's and maybe maybe that's there's something along those lines. That they like don't uh, notice it
2: yeah it feels like they're definitely um they're like referencing like the idea or like the concept of a secret society and secret societies within um especially um large cities or secret societies that are like sort of uh that have their hubs in large cities and and what that would look like and what that would be like and what how they would operate and how they would operate without being seen and i think they do a good job of um of, of, of building that world and um like integrating it with uh with like a normal world or the world that we that we know and live in um fuck i want to say something else but i forgot oh yeah the adjudicator i've never seen her before but i liked her a lot <laughs> at first i was kind of like I-, I
1: wanted to hate her because i know she's supposed to be the villain but there's just like I just want to see her around more. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just liked her, I just liked her character. I don't know what it is. Yeah. At first I'm like I want to hate her, but I really can't. I don't know why.
2: I think it's because also because she was like um they also treated her not like uh like she wasn't a an a villain. And, and villain or an enemy. She was like an adjudicator. She was there to represent the organization and to be like a not necessarily a bipartisan uh like you could uh, understand where she was coming from, but yeah, she yeah. was she was representing the organization, and uh, I think the idea was that they they couldn't really hate her or or even kill her, especially. But she was just there to yeah. oversee the. the yeah, I liked when the she came on the
0: screen she was just like, "All right, here's the deal, here's the ultimatum." Yeah, I liked her scenes.
1: But yeah, I think we- she also. Broaden in level of like hamminess to all the perform- like because she, i think she knows i mean like everyone knows what they're doing in this film it's kind of like a jo- not a joke because i feel like joke sounds negative but I, I think this everyone in the cast knows how self-aware this film is so there's a certain level of like hamminess that kind of goes into the
2: performances of each scene
0: yeah yeah this movie was good yeah that uh you yeah,
2: know that russian dude is uh he plays oh, for the he? 76ers actually does he yeah he's a is he huge. russian huge he is uh Serbian, yeah he's seven three um when he yeah. walked into the scene, seven three yeah, I thought he looked familiar actually yeah the
1: fuck? when he walked into the scene, it just reminded me that the the monster from it follows. remember in the bedroom where <laughs> yeah, this yeah, giant yeah. dude walks in, and that's like exactly what it reminded me of he's just like
2: um yeah the that ending though, although I did find those to be some of the more lackluster fights in the in in the ending, I did like that it. It, it reminded me of, like, Game of Death, like Bruce Lee's last movie. Yeah, it was definitely an homage uh, to that. Yeah,
0: um, I think that's... But so was another movie we watched recently. We watched some action movie with a mirrored room. A mirrored room? Yeah, this happened some sometime in the last two years. I can't remember. I can't remember either. But yeah, I like all those uh homages to, uh... Game of Death. Or is it Enter the Dragon? It's Enter the Dragon, isn't it? No.
2: Well... No, it's game of death when he has to when he fights uh the bear paw,
0: I think that's edge of the dragon. Maybe there's two. When he fights Kareem,
1: that was game of death, I think. Right, game of death. Well,
0: that's game of death, but I thought you were referring to the when he fights Mm, the other guy. I was was
2: talking about game of death. That's when he goes up in the tower, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. This shit. This shit's good, guys. Everyone go watch it. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be the first to uh, you know dispense my anti-mouth breather film movement but well actually i had a, I had an epiphany while watching this film it's gonna sound very uh crude and insensitive but uh you know th- there's a lot of talk about letting more females into filming because <laughs> here we go where's this going? But let us not forget the important females, like that females, females, and them, they're females. Like a Ferengi. No, I mean because like you guys females. know me. I, some of my my favorite movies that I talk about endlessly. You only get, you only get a few Star Trek references every episode. <laughs> <laughs> some of my favorite movies are endlessly directed by by women because they they literally have this knack for humanity that you can't find elsewhere, and I love it. But. But I can't imagine a woman doing this because of how insensitive the movie is. It's just it has no emotion in humanity. And like the testosterone required to like actually see this through and the make testosterone it, required. It's yeah, I mean it's just absolutely fucking bonkers and I think thirteen year old boys out there need this to get their blood flowing, you know? But then again <laughs> <laughs> Then again I don't like I would dude if this came out when I was a kid, it'd be I'd have posters on my fucking wall of John Wick. Uh but, my wall
1: Holly Berry. holy
0: fuck yeah that too would but, you have drank the water? <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah oh, alright <laughs> alright Yeah, I was gonna talk about this scene oh, this
1: yeah. is some bullshit oh, because right. I would have looked her yeah. dead in the eye and drank that I water too. I would have been, been like, been like, like listen I like, here I would have <laughs> like bitch <He's laughs> like, don't more. throw me with the good time fucking thing I'm playing I would have drank that water whole yeah <laughs> she did it like she was just like oh this is gonna be gross I'm gonna like no, no can you do it again please? the <laughs> fuck? Dude, you know she's fifty-two.
0: Yeah, killing it. Yeah. God damn. God we need a. Uh, we need a uh, some. Yeah, this testosterone man. It was. It was needed for me. But you know, I was thinking though. Uh, it is ironic that Hollywood is very liberal, and you know they they want gun reform. But I'm gonna be honest. I almost wanted to buy a gun after watching this movie. <laughs> so you can imagine. People who already have an, listen, an inkling listen, to guns.
1: Listen, I already pre-ordered my John Wick special edition 9mm handgun <laughs> oh, with yeah. fucking
0: double tap, fucking trigger. Double? <laughs> Did you just make that up? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Is but like you, you gotta, you gotta be real here. This movie makes you want to at least go to a shooting range and feel the power of a gun a little bit.
1: All right, listen, man. I've, I'm, you know, i gun reform is very important. You know, I think it sh- yeah, definitely should happen. Yeah. But you know I mean, what? Listen, listen. <laughs> I have shot a gun before. This shit's hella fun. This shit's definitely. This one of movie the makes things. you want to do it.
0: I've shot plenty of guns, but I don't. I don't think it's as fun as the movies make it out to be. Yeah, but. it looks a lot of fun. <laughs> Dude, we're gonna get flagged. <laughs> Flag John Wick's the one perpetuating this fucking gun loving culture. <laughs> the fuck, but yeah, I no. approve. I approve. I like it.
2: John- yeah, the, the reality of shooting guns is like, oh shit, I, I shot all the ammo already. Oh, all right, well, let's go home.
0: I gotta go buy more. <laughs> yeah. and yeah, you realize, you realize how expensive it is? And you're like, man, yeah, and if, I can't do this. And if you ever like shoot certain shotguns with like a, a stock on it, it hurts. Yeah, it's like, fuck. It's kind of a yeah. The first time I shot, when I actually like
1: shot a shotgun, I was like, I was jolted back, and I was like, you know what? I kind of don't, don't want to do this. Yeah, hand, handguns <laughs> so are I'm more scared. fun
0: than yeah. those usually because eventually, you're if you don't do it a lot, your fucking armpit hurts. No, John uh, was shooting them like there were no problem. Well, I mean, he was that, shooting all, like a pistol. Yeah, it's he like, was like <gasps>
2: shooting two people like headshots. Like what the All fuck? those, all <laughs> those
0: gun blasts are fucking CGI'd in. But yeah. I um, think the shotgun uh, sequence was a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. You just felt the. Pa- I, this you is felt movie, it. You yeah. got to see this movie in a theater. Don't watch this shit on your TV speakers. You have to, like, go, you have to you feel gotta the, the, the gunshot. Yeah, they were so bassy. So <laughs>
2: the 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 audio is one thing in this movie that it's it's a big part of the movie, and um, it can be kind of difficult at times if you have sensitive ears oh yeah and like Dude. my my ears were like ringing at some point i like that though moments. i'm gonna go and it's like I'm gonna go deaf shit. in
0: my 40s i'm sure
1: but i w- i want to bring up one more thing that? it's in the trailer and it's the one se- sequence we keep talking about is the antique sequence man that knife fucking those that knife part when they were like throwing knives which one yeah like that whole when that sequence began because there was like fight sequence that was happening within that but then there was yeah. one part where they're like start I was throwing to knives. Throw my phone so good
2: and he's like yeah there's like that scene where he's like just hit the dude he's he's just, like not, nonstop. There's, a, there's like an old black dude next to me He was like god damn it's <laughs> <laughs> the funniest <laughs> shit
1: <laughs> dude but that's the thing this whole I, movie is dude. like people just talking they're like he's like Damn! Like and the cool holy thing shit. about this
0: movie is it it, it makes somehow self aware to an, a mainstream audience, whereas my audience was laughing a lot of the time in the action scenes. Whereas like you know with Avengers they don't laugh they go whoa, but in here people are laughing their asses off watching John Wick do some crazy shit, dude. That yeah. dude, there was people like just making sounds like ooh. <sighs> Yeah, that, and then that I think there was one you,
1: part where someone like called someone a bitch. I literally heard that like <laughs> so on the back. I was just like, I was like, "Damn, no, up, like, you little bitch!" bitch. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, dude." It's fine. Yeah, no. Uh, go to New York. You know, come to New York. Go watch this movie in a theater and just have a good time. I'm just,
0: I'm, I'm just glad I didn't go to Court Street to see it. I don't go there anymore because the AMC. But <laughs> actually, I should have went. That would have been fun. You guys want to rate it? It was a good time. I give it four out of five. Four out of five. Jesus four. Christ! Dude, Top ten,
1: dude. It's just so much fucking fun. Uh, I think I think John Wick one will always have a soft spot in my heart just because it like kicked everything off, and I think that's the best. All these are just really high for me. Like
0: I, I put, I'm putting this one above both of them.
1: Yeah, I think they're all they're all on the same spectrum. Like I think they do they do action so well, and they always outdo like the next feature. Story, you know, is eh. Don't care. But I don't really care. But yeah. yes, I do love the world building they're it's doing. It's fun. It's fun. It's I fun. Like it. Yeah, exactly. It just gets the story across. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: It's refreshing.
1: It's a four out of five. It's, you know, it's not for everyone, though. I can see a lot of people liking this.
0: If you got if you got balls, it's for you. Testosterone level? Is that That's what you right. said earlier? That's right. Jesus. No, I'm going four out of five, too. I love a good action movie. And I miss them dearly. And I'm I'm, I'm happy to be here again. With one in the the cinemas, so four out of five for me, man.
2: Yeah, it's a four out of five for me too. God damn. Um, and like that, I think that speaks volumes to Oscar. um to to what they're doing with action. Because I mean, like the the especially like the the story in this loan and the pot in this loan are like you know kind of whatever at this point. But the the fact that they can just do so much with the action; it it completely uh, compensates for everything. Um, just
0: the budget to feed all the stunt people uh, for how many action scenes that they actually had to film. Just the budget for food for the day is we gotta be insane. It's gotta be over a million.
1: I love when this series came out. Everyone's just like, "This is dumb," and then like, it's like people actually started watching it and they realize like, this shit's fucking good. And then now we're like chapter three, and people are just loving this fucking franchise. And the thing is, I usually, you know, I feel like it always loses its momentum, but it's just—I think it's just getting. Nah, mixed.
0: man, I'm on board. Yeah, I'm on Give board. Give me chapter well. four. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. All right, cool. That's uh, it's gonna be it for our John Wick chapter three. Very male centric uh panel here. Uh, I don't know. Tappy didn't come with me, so I didn't get a female perspective on this movie. Uh but if you're a female and you watch this movie and I want to know did you feel so, like do do you feel the adrenaline? I right? think I think females do feel in- adrenaline. I'm being super close-minded and right? I'm I'm genuinely wondering is it a testosterone thing, you know, like I think I think anyone could get hyped off of this shit. Like do they get tense in their chair? And well, I'm
1: you? reading a review. Yeah. I'm reading a review on Indie uh, Indie Surgeon. Indie it says you can get hyped off this shit, anyone, all genders. So. Oh, they said that? Yeah. Who so, wrote it though? Uh,
0: this guy. The guy, okay.
1: See? <laughs> <laughs> this guy right here.
0: Yeah. He <laughs> he's he's claiming that, but he doesn't know for sure. I want to know for sure. All right, cool. Um let's uh let's get into uh our movie next week. Uh, I'm sure there's something big coming out, right? This there is. Is there? I actually forgot. Yeah. Wait, let me look. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Am I in twenty twenty right now? Ooh, twenty twenty is not where I'm Ooh. supposed to be. So next week we have a – oh god damn it. <laughs> You're right. All right. Next week Aladdin's coming out.
1: Um I told and, you I'm not feeding into the Disney money machine anymore, so I'm not watching it.
0: We also have Brightburn burn uh, Bright Burn and Book Smart as well. Brightburn. I'm ready to go Aladdin. You know, it's it's our generational thing we no, have to discuss. No, I don't
1: need to watch that or have to have a discussion about it, so I'm watching Brightburn. Bird. Mm, Tune in
2: next week for Aladdin. James Gunn. Well, we're watching Aladdin. James Jesus. Gunn.
1: I refuse to give Disney money. We cannot give You're them money. are not giving them money. Yeah, we are. We're feeding into their... AMC is giving
2: them money. Yeah,
1: we can't... No, it's like... No, we can't be
0: a part of the system I'm giving AMC money regardless. What they choose to do with it... It's I'm to I'm that. pulling a Daenerys,
1: I'm breaking the wheel, man. I'm breaking the cycle. This is it, man. man we don't get uh Game of Thrones, Thrones no, I'm going to break the wheel.
0: Come on, everyone knows that reference. Anyways. Aladdin. Me and Harvey are gonna see Aladdin. Steve uh, might protest. I'm
1: I'm not gonna see Aladdin. You're gonna get my hot take on Brightburn. I'm super excited.
2: I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad about you know I mean I'm probably gonna see Brightburn too, and probably four other movies.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> my week's open. <laughs> Listen, uh, yeah, not I'm entirely not, sure I'll have time to watch a lot of movie.
1: I'm watching like. *Brightburn*. You guys can watch *Aladdin*. And uh, cool, yeah, so can you're seeing up. *Aladdin* too? All right, cool. Uh, I'm re- I'm, you think I'm playing? I refuse to watch *Aladdin*. I am standing my ground. We're gonna fire you, Sandra Graham. I'm standing my ground. Steve, somebody. you're fired. This is where I die. I'm dying on the I'm Giving you a John Wick ultimatum. You Do, can, you can parabelum? die now, or you can yeah. just say like, What is it? What is it? What does it mean? Parabellum means prepare, prepare for. for or okay. Something, yeah.
0: There you go, guys. Prepare for death. Oh, prepare for death. Yes. Did he look that up? Well, no, he says it he in the movie. Tra- yeah. Oh, Spoiler alert. All right, so <laughs> let's get into uh, we're gonna do, we're gonna talk martial arts and type action choreographed uh fighting, I guess you could say in a broader sense, in movies. We don't get a lot of it. We get a little bit of it in like a Fast and the Furious movie, but it's usually pretty just over the top, and you More know, Marvel movies. It's it's not it's not long before like the the Rock during the fight shoots a grappling hook at a helicopter and like i don't know they're they're not based in hand-to-hand combat or even uh, or even just like just long drawn out actions there's no
1: stakes in those movies because they're not built like when you watch like a john wick film like there is like a certain level of like uncertainty like you know he's gonna make it out but there's just like the fluidity with the fight and there seem like they're both even
0: keel you also don't know know if he's gonna make it out in like like maybe he makes it out, but like severely Skin of the injured, teeth. Yeah. or does he make it out just fine? All right, so um, I am a big fan. I've like grown up loving martial arts movies, and I skipped this, <laughs> I skipped school like several times to watch The Protector in theaters when that came out because I feel like that has some of the best like choreographed martial arts I've seen. Um, but we don't see that stuff anymore. I mean. Harvey kept bringing it up but people ain't doing this shit anymore right I was, I was waiting for you guys to come in well
2: yeah I mean I'm not sure if people have ever done what John Wick well does, right but, but I feel like people yeah. aren't even trying to yeah. a-
0: attempt it it's uh
2: I think it's I think it's almost probably like a lost art or it's just probably too too much work I think it's probably just too much work for people to do when they can have someone c g i some uh some some people fighting like in a in a marvel movie in avengers movie um there's like a discipline to creating live action uh action sequences and I don't think there are a lot of people that can probably do it and there are probably aren't a lot of studios that are willing to pay the money to but i mean people still people
0: still it. can do it because those people that did it before still exist so it's like i think yeah. the demand is like gone, or maybe they force the demand to be gone with comic book movies. Maybe.
2: I don't know. I think John Wick proves that the demand is probably there. Um, I think it's just a matter of producing right. It's probably just too expensive and probably too time consuming. And and they feel like uh, they, it'd be much more uh, they would have a better return of investment by using CGI.
0: Maybe. I don't know. Could be, yeah. But like yeah, I mean we don't get any movies now with Asian stars like crossing over to North American audiences, and and Keanu Reeves as an Asian, obviously. But I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised if some of the people involved in this were, you know, because I mean we already saw the two guys from the Raid. Yeah. They, um, yeah they
2: they were in uh, Star Wars too actually. Well at least one of them was in well one of the guys and the other guy, the main guy from the, from the raid was in star Wars. Right. So they seem to be attempting to crossover, but I think, uh, I don't know.
0: Not in the same way. Yeah. Either. Not,
2: not like Jackie Chan and Jet
0: Li. We don't have any Lee. stars anymore like that. Except John Wick. I feel like he's one of the only, only ones. And uh, you have like Hobbs and Shaw coming out too, which, but they don't, you know, really do martial arts and they don't do anything impressive that, uh, Hey, uh, you're wrong. Uh, Keanu Reeves is from uh, Asian descent. Oh, right. I know, you're right, but he's not from Asia. Oh, no, no, no. Not an international yeah. star.
2: There's a... Yeah, I I watched the Hobbs and... What's it called? Hobbs and, Hobbs and Shaw. Shaw trailer. Yeah, it looked... Look, kind of interesting. I, I'll definitely. Yeah, the do.
0: action was just ridiculously over the top. Yeah, I'm boycotting was, that film it was as was well. Ridiculous. It just,
1: I think, it perpetuates uh, toxic masculinity. <laughs> and John <and> Wick. <laughs> no, because the thing is, John Wick is self aware, and then The Rock and fucking Jason Statham are just sitting around jerking each other off, talking.
0: Fuck, fuck those movies.
1: I hate Fast and Furious. Why <laughs> you guys make me watch these things?
0: <laughs> the trailer was interesting, though. The first <laughs> ones weren't. But yeah, look how yeah, great think, we are. Look how think,
1: amazing we are. I think the
0: second
2: trailer was actually pretty interesting, and I think it does look self-aware. The only
1: Uh only interesting part about the movie is Idris Elba. And, you know, that's even harder. I like the The scene
0: where he's trying to get the face recognition to work. That was funny to me. This way, I didn't see that trailer. The weird thing. Is that AMC? Did
2: you see Idris Elba's teeth? No. Did he change his teeth? Well, no, but he had, like, like a grill at the bottom. (laughs) I'm looking this up. (laughs) Yeah, but, uh, yeah, the, the, I think the big difference that separates, like, John Wick from, like, uh, for movies like that, because Hobbs and Shaw looks like it has a bit of a practical um, uh, action sequences in it, but you can just you can really tell when the work is in there and when the like I don't believe that John that not John I'm calling him John Wick fucking Keanu Reeves is a, a martial artist to to any degree, but you can tell when the work is put in and you can tell through the camera work how much work was put in there's just a lot of cuts a lot of fast cuts um when you're watching action sequences where people can't actually fight and there is no coordination and no um uh, no real choreography in place it, it looks like it was thrown together in the editing room as opposed to being a, a solid uh choreographed piece and i think yeah, that yeah. really shows through like in john wick there's just like sequences where they go go on for like maybe 10 seconds without cutting of them just beating the fuck out of each other and it it looks fluid and it looks
0: that's very important for momentum
2: yeah Yeah, that's why
0: i don't really like it i'm prone to action i love action movies but like when those fight scenes that you're talking about that are built in the editing room i don't really feel much from them you know like i don't actually feel like my body tense up and get like you know any adrenaline rush so yeah, I miss I miss films like that, like John Wick. It really reminded me of of uh action movies purpose and and what I liked about them growing up and I I watched those more than anything. Like that was my go to genre. I never liked horror that much and um I didn't like comedies that much. Same. I really enjoyed uh, action genre for a very
1: long time, and then I don't know, it fell off. Like
2: I used to specifically watch martial arts a lot. I used to watch uh Monko like had a huge collection. I would watch like uh, just a ton of Chinese martial arts movies like all the time.
1: I watched so many Jackie Chan films.
0: I still watch Jackie Chan films. I yeah. re watch. I like Jet Li films too. I mean, he his like remake like Fist of Legend. Fist that, of Legend was great. That remake of that scene is just so dope. Have
2: you seen, uh,
0: what's the one where he wears a mask?
1: Black Mask?
2: Is that what it's called? Yeah. Black Mask?
0: Yeah. I've Fuck. watched
2: that a lot. The movie's trash. I, <laughs>
0: and, and a movie that people don't really like that I like is Unleashed. I actually. Unleashed I was Unleashed interesting. Unleashed is okay. I think the fight scenes are fun yeah. as hell and they're very visceral. You guys remember the one? Yeah. The world, where, like, yeah. where they all. Like, it's, basically, it
1: it's basically Highlander. <laughs> it, that's honestly what it is, but with time travel. I liked
0: all the the more. Like, I liked. Not the sci-fi ones, but like the gritty ones with Jet like like Kiss of the Dragon type shit. Yeah, I remember that one. Kiss Kiss of the Dragon was solid. I, I think oh, it's, are
1: you sure? Because I rewatched that. Maybe uh, I think like I'm a sure while. it doesn't like, hold up, but it, I, I like can, to remember it. Like there was a cool part with the with the eight ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the villain is just so fucking bad.
0: It's just so cheesy. The Unleashed whole movie. though, man, I think that holds up the fight scenes. he's a...
2: What's, what's the. Is it Legend? Is that the one where he's a, like a Wushu uh, master? Oh, yeah, Fearless? Oh, yeah, Fearless. Yeah, Fearless is great.
0: Yeah, the, those ending scenes are so good. It's think, very good. I think that's his masterpiece. Like, if you look yeah, at what a, a jet. It's le- like a, like a sweeping epic kind of. Yeah, it is beautiful. And yeah, the, the, that the film fight. has
1: arcs, it has character development. Like, it's like that film, I think, is one yeah, of the best. Yeah, I mean, ones this
0: topic would have been great to save for, like, if. Uh, one of these action stars came back and made a movie, but I just don't see it happening. I no, think, do you, I no, Jackie I Chan
1: did last year. Did you watch it, The Informant? Uh, yeah, or I
0: watched The Foreigner. The Foreigner. There's nothing. <laughs> I like gave what. I gave three different names, but the actual title. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying like even if it's a new, even if it's like a new like phenomenon, like the Raid was. The dude, know? the dude from
2: the Raid was in a movie recently. His name is Eco. He was in something recently, wasn't he? It was Mile Twenty Two. But nobody saw that, right? No, I it's feel the, like it's something it's you would Mark, watch. Tom. It's, it's the Mark Wahlberg movie where he's like a CIA operative, and um, mm, I think no. uh, the guy Eco plays like the villain. But um, yeah, I thought that maybe we would we would start seeing a lot more of them. But that was only last year, so maybe he is. Uh, maybe he is making that transition to like American uh, cinema. That'd be cool because that dude is—he can fight like a motherfucker.
1: Yeah, can we talk about Eijiro Silver real quick? Because I found this great photo of him just DJing, but you could see you the it? list of women just like just staring, staring at him, dude. They're just staring at him. They're just like they're. And the thing is, they have a thick glass between him and the DJ booth, so they all their put their faces, they got their faces, and, like, and the palms on it. <laughs> 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 they're like, let us in.
0: Interesting. All right,
2: did cool. You, did you not find the thing with it? Didn't he have a? Never mind. I'm gonna find it
1: one
0: day. <laughs> okay. Well all right. Well I mean I hope there's more movies like this that come in the future after Marvel dissipates or if it ever dissipates, which we talked about on a previous episode. So um like well, if you look at it's just it's so uninspiring. You look at the, the behind the scenes like images from all the Marvel movies, just green everywhere. Yeah, just you know, green. like it's just like it's like
1: it's like Hanging one out giant on
0: set green. <laughs> one yeah, one giant company is
1: controlling everything they do and it's just we just keep killing He has grills in this movie?
2: But yeah. I kind of want to watch it But now. the thing is, he has like the same ones I have. Oh.
1: <laughs> why are you whispering is it is like that? Is this, <laughs> is this why you brought this up? Which is weird. He has the same exact model. All right. I'm liking it. Uh, Yeah, but you know, it's just like one giant corporation just making these things and we just keep giving money to them.
2: I mean...
0: I mean, Aladdin's different. It's a remake of it's a live action remake of a very I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you know on a little
1: secret. I rewatched uh, or didn't rewatch, but I watched Beauty and the Beast remake. It's fucking trash. It's just, just I'm fucking, sure it's fucking sure. we all know what this is gonna be. I've I've never liked Beauty and the Beast, but guess no, what? So. We can give our boy James Gunn and his brothers the gun, the gun triplets after all, all the
0: pedophile tweets. I don't know. Hey, man
1: this way, what? <laughs> all those pedophile jokes he was
0: making back in the day.
1: He's working for Troma. He's being he's being edgy. He's being an edge
0: lord. Yeah, I see that, but they're pretty distasteful. Uh, all right. That I guess that's it for us. Um, I think we got to play the game now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve, do you have the the die the dice present? Dice is the Fun fact, The James Dicies. Gunn is also fifty two. Wow.
2: Bless you, man. Um. Get I want to see a crossover. What do you think about like a John Wick crossover with uh kind of like a Jason versus uh like a John Wick <laughs> Jason Bourne crossover, maybe. No, never. it uh, doesn't nope.
0: seem to fit. They seem from very different worlds. Uh who would fit? I think John Wick fighting Hobbs and Shaw would be cool. Maybe it's a kill. Out of <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a fight. Shoves a book down the rock's throat. Dude, Dude, everyone just in the audience? No. (laughs) All right, so we're going to play Get Wrecked. Uh, This is the game where we uh, roll a 12-sided die. The person who rolls the highest number gets to assign a movie to the person who rolls the lowest number. Harvey lost. Uh, I can't win again, guys. I might forfeit my win if I win. I need to lose. I need someone to force me to watch some. Okay. Oh, I, don't, I don't know if that should... should definitely count. It's an eight. Okay. Well, that's that a camp. 20-sided die, though. Yeah, we're switching Why are we rolling up? with
2: a 20-sided die?
0: Whoa, you didn't tell me that. Change I'm down. Up. Change it
2: up, right? I didn't know that. <laughs> Just like, what? How was <laughs> that going to happen? That would, have, that would have affected my roll. That would have affected how I... You, roll, you
1: roll specifically for Let a him 12 go by I
2: just realized eight is a that bad was, number. That was a twelve. That was a twelve-sided die roll. <laughs> yeah, this twenty.
0: Is a, this is a twenty. All right, so we're rolling the twenty side. Uh, Steve really fucking threw a curveball. This at is what us. I call a long roll. This is what I call switching things up. If you well, get a, if you get a twenty, I'm gonna actually believe you. <laughs> <laughs> he got a two. <laughs> he got a two. All that all that whining, dude. Can he lose yet? 16? Yeah, dude, Steve won. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, you didn't technically lose a third time yet. I mean, you kind of did. I've I've lost the last yeah, but three you, of no, like no, no. You did not lose the last six.
2: Three. Well, I mean, three out of six. Right. Six
0: but, but I'm gonna keep
1: this easy for you. I'm gonna keep this nice and easy. One of my uh, I guess one of my favorites of 2016, starring Russell Crowe. Ryan Gosling. Ooh, do you know what this is?
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice guys finish last.
1: Yes, the nice
0: guys. I like this movie.
1: Yeah, this is a uh, this was so much fucking fun, man. You I might like it, Harvey. You Might I, no, I'm 100 percent sure Harvey will like it. I think he's gonna have a hundred percent. Mark, he's his gonna word. He's going to at least baseline like it. Like he's not gonna hate it, but he's at least gonna eh,
0: like it. That's
2: that's pretty.
1: Like easy. I think he's gonna get some enjoyment out of this. We'll see. Uh, because uh, you know, it's just it's a it's a classic detective story, buddy comedy. It's a lot of fun. Harvey's just not
0: thrilled about having to watch a movie at all.
1: <laughs> you know what? I, I let you skip next week. You can just watch this at your own pace, man. I'm not going to make you watch this.
2: What? This bullshit. That doesn't sound.
1: Uh, oh, hey, man. I'm just trying to be fair, man. That doesn't sound like a good move. Harvey would never watch it. He would watch it like ten years from now, and then text me. Yeah, it was good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> who who who's this again? You text back. <laughs> I have Alzheimer's. <laughs> get, <laughs> and like no. I just figured. I just figured you got a new number or something. You guys so don't talk anymore. It's brutal. Uh, oh, wow, ten years. Huh? Anyways, uh, that's gonna be it for us. Harvey's gonna watch nice. the Nice Guys. Uh, pretty good movie. Uh, on a pretty lot of people's good. top ten list that year. I I, I actually really like this it. I wouldn't say I loved it, but um, yeah. Definitely uh, stick around for next week. We're gonna be watching Aladdin. <laughs> Steve might <Mike laughs> protest.
1: Might, I am.
0: And, uh, yeah. I think that, that about does it. Make sure to follow us on iTunes, Spotify. We got social media. Instagram, Listen, I Facebook. love The Fresh Prince. I love The Fresh Prince. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not The Fresh Prince, it's the Latin.
1: Well, I'm just saying that I love Will Smith. And I just love yeah, Will Smith. Will Smith's
0: in a lot of bad movies.
2: Will Smith is The Fresh Prince. Yeah, that's what I'm
1: saying. He is know, The Fresh I mean, Prince. He, he,
0: it's not like he can do no wrong. I mean, he can do wrong. I
1: mean, has he, though?
0: Yep. Focus I don't know, I don't Hancock,
1: mean, yeah. man. Let's. I don't, I don't like to like focus on his negativity. Focus I don't like to is, focus on.
0: Focus
2: is better than Hancock. <laughs> I think Hancock was.
0: I mean, focus is better because I can't stop looking at Margot Rock. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, that, that does it for us. Uh, let's let's move on to our next review. Right focus, now, bonus. bonus. <laughs> <Aladdin>. <laughs> Just kidding. You got to wait a week. But yeah, Instagram, do the right film uh, podcast, and we have Facebook and Twitter, do the right film, and our website, DoTheRightFilm.com. We appreciate you guys listening, and uh, yeah, I hope you like John Wick. If you're a girl, let me know if you felt some type of energy or adrenaline from that. I need <laughs> What's to. The I'm, with I'm doing a study. I'm doing a study. I need to know. I'm being open minded here. Are you though? Well, I'm admitting my faults. I truly don't know. Okay. I'm admitting my lack of gross. knowledge. Hey guys, this is growth. This is growth. He's <laughs> admitting right? his ignorance. Yes, exactly. I'm not like I'm not saying like eh girls don't get it. You know, I just legitimate right uh, anyways, I legitimately want to know. Uh anyways. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Any last words? That's Harvey's last word We need a catchphrase. <laughs>
2: You wanted, but damn it, I think I could be what you need. I'm not the hunter you wanted, but damn it, I'm running, you got me for free, yeah, I'm not the puppy you wanted, look at me eating the
1: tree, but you know deep in your mind is a thing, you're singing, there's plenty you fish in the sea, when I was 13, I had my first love, when I was 17, that's what I made love, that's what I
2: made love, that's what I made love, I made